Warning, this show contains mature content and spoilers. Listener discretion is advised. Ah, greetings. Care for a story? One of heroes and villains? Of swords and sorcery? Of romance and treachery? We'll pull up a chair and have a listen. Everybody and welcome back to another episode of the RPG Show. I'm your host Nick, and today I'm joined by two great guys, uh, Kevin and Kyle. How are y'all doing? I'm good. Uh, it's been a minute. Uh, this game definitely uh, took a little bit longer than. Well, I guess most Nick picks take a little bit longer, so I guess it's par for the course. But this one was extra longer, and. Uh, in the middle of it, I got a promotion. I had to move to, I got promoted to a different store, and so I didn't have enough spare time because I was kind of like figuring out the new job and traveling and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, but yeah, two months later, good to go. Kyle, uh, in the week. Yeah. Yeah. Doing well also, uh, opposite end of that spectrum, uh, left a job, so still looking for more there, so I had a bunch of free time, so I was able to get through this. <laughs> Took me quite a bit, um, but but yeah, coming out on the other side, and uh, wasn't too bad, you know? I, I like these kind of games, so that's me. <laughs> yeah, I like them too, but I, uh, I've only beaten one route, and I haven't dedicated as much time as I would have liked to. Uh, due to my side hobby of trophy hunting. Uh, there's just been a lot of stuff shut down, and I've been chasing those trophies. So when Kevin was like, oh, I'm still not that far, I was like, oh, great, I got plenty of time. And then uh turns out I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I saw like you, uh, some video popped up of you playing like some fighting game or something, like the, the PlayStation version of Smash Brothers or something. Did you post uh, on like YouTube or something like that? Is that you? Uh, yeah, I'd say uh, playing. I I played that game would be like a a, a loose uh, description of what actually happened. Mm. Uh, because I automated most of it. You what did you do? I automated most of it. Oh. <clears throat> so I used turbo controllers and like rubber bands on the controller to make the game play itself. Because mm. I absolutely fucking abhor. Uh, platform brawlers and shit, whatever the hell that genre's called. Uh, I think they're some of the worst games ever made. Uh, I'm not particularly partial to Smash Brothers either. So, uh, the problem with that one is, like, it's... It was, like, I guess it's a beta test or something they launched, and they're shutting it down um, in two days so that they can rework the game, quote-unquote, and relaunch it, like, next year sometime. But uh, other games that have done that either make the trophy list impossible to get or they add a new trophy list or something like that. So 
I was like, all right, let me fucking knock this bullshit out. And because it was used on the PS4, I couldn't use the fucking, I couldn't play Tactic Ogre. Which is uh, the case for a lot of the shit that goes on with this stuff. But yeah, so I had to post a video because some asshole, I was like, uh, yeah, you can totally automate the 300 wins and you can automate the 500 uh, play in a party with somebody else trophy. And people are like, oh, you can't do this because it doesn't work for me. So I had to fucking make a video being like, well, something's wrong with you because this is, this is what it does. This is how you do it. This is how it works for me. Oh, so that's, I didn't even look at the video. I saw what the game was. I'm like, eh. So I figured it was some kind of trophy thing. Yeah, it was. It was to show people that you can just leave your fucking game running. Hmm. Because they didn't believe me. Good to like, know. I lied to people on the internet. Uh, yeah, so. <laughs> mm-hmm. But doing fun shit like that. Play, instead of playing Tactics Ogre. Um, but I will admit, I was uh, getting a little burnt out. So I can't imagine how y'all felt going through 180 hours of this shit. Because uh, I thought, I remembered there being more storyline, like, involved in the game than there actually is from the PSP version. So I guess I'm. I don't know what the hell I was thinking about. Mandela effect? Maybe. Because yeah. I thought there was more like, it was more like Final Fantasy Tactics-y, where there was like plot a lot, and not so much like plot dump at the beginning of a chapter, and then you fight 20 fights, and then you get some more plot, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I don't yeah. think you even mentioned the name of the game. Uh, Tactics Ogre Reborn. <laughs> which is uh, obviously the like title of the episode or whatever. And, and this is actually the third iteration of this game. Uh, I believe it was released in 96 on the Super Nintendo. Um, and then they re-released it on the PSP. What the hell was that? 2000-something. I remember it happened in high school. Uh, 2010. Yeah. Um, and I... Th- they changed a lot of the game between the two versions. I don't know how the first version is on the Super Nintendo, um, but the... Oh, well, actually, so apparently it was Super Famicom in 95, Sega Saturn in 96, and then PlayStation in 97. In Japan in 98 in America. Or I guess everywhere else. Uh, and it's like the precursor to Final Fantasy Tactics, is I think the uh, the director designer uh, same artist right? uh, artist like the artwork looks like kind of Final Fantasy Tacticsy or is it just it's like... most of the team honestly oh. yeah like it's kind of it's almost in a in a weird way think about it like Sukuden one and Sukuden two or Sukuden one and Sukuden two the first one was a test of the system to make two this is kind of the test system for tactics. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, I guess I guess he got he quit Quest and got hired on at Square, and they're like, "Yeah, make that game again." <laughs> He's like, "All right." <laughs> do, Let's do make Final Fantasy. He's like, "Sure, man." Yeah. Um. Yeah. So Matsuno's done stuff like. Uh, he did the it, it, the first two iterations of the Ogre Battle Ogre Battle series, which is March the Black Queen and tech, this one Tactics Ogre. That is clinging together. Then he went to Square and did Final Fantasy Tactics and Vacant Story. 
and tactics advance and 5 SC 12. Um, then he went, I guess, and did his own shit at his own company or something. Um, the only thing I think that he actually did that was a, 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 a console game, I guess, was Crimson Shroud. Uh, which I think uh, Travis talks about a lot. It's like some 3DS tactical game. I don't know, I've never it, played it. Isn't that like that 5R one he keeps telling us to play? Yeah. Yeah, it's like I have, I have a download on the 3DS because since that store was closed and I bought it and have it on there in case we ever get to it. But Okay. I don't know if you, if you bought it or not. Uh, I might have. I mean, worst case scenario, I'll just uh, illegally download it. Yeah, that works. Like, fuck it. I mean, you can't, I can't buy it anymore technically, so now it's free. It's a free for all. Right. Do whatever fuck I want. <clears throat> fuck you, Nintendo. Yeah, I can't believe. I, I was like, man, we should have waited another year to do fucking RPG Mario RPG. I know. We had to suffer through the fucking. Because <laughs> I wonder how much better they're gonna make it. They're gonna like. Because you know how, like we were saying at the end of that game, like it kind of dr- drug the ass. I wonder if they're going to like adjust it a little bit, you know, so it's not so boring towards the end. Well, it'd be nice if they like adjusted Bowser's stats to make him actually worth like using. Or like maybe, I don't want to say nerfing Peach because she's OP or whatever, but it's just kind of like there to handhold new players, I would say. Uh, and nerfing her might make it a little, like the game actually a little difficult. <laughs> but. Who knows? Maybe they'll have new mini games and shit. Somebody was like, maybe they'll add Luigi. I'm like, that was me. <laughs> yeah. That was you. Okay. I bet uh, it's gotta be like a character or something. Uh, that'd be cool. Well, I feel like something similar happened with uh, Legend of Mana. Because uh, Brent and I did Legend of Mana, and then like a year later, they're like, oh, remaster or whatever. I was like, you fuckers. <laughs> How dare you? Yeah, uh, Kyle, I was asking Kyle, um, what his game was, his pick was going to be, and he's like, well, I was going to say Star Ocean, but I think they're coming off a remaster, and it's like, a few days later, it was, uh, announced. Yeah. It's like, oh, sweet. A very prophetic of you. Yeah, lucked out on that one, I guess. Well, I guess you picked that in what, October? Whenever it comes out? Oh, yeah, I mean, you want to. I think it's November, like, November oh, okay. 18th? Yeah. Fuck, it's still a long ways away. Mm-hmm. No, it'll come fast because that's like only three games. <laughs> yeah. It depends. It's going to be one of these games. Well, it depends on you because you always pick <laughs> fucking 200 well, hour games. I've decided. So the next, game, the next game I'm picking is Riviera of the Promised Land, alright? It's like eight hours. So you don't have to worry about this shit. Okay? <laughs> was that, what's that? Uh, I was, was that I was hoping it was going to be just like Tetris level one. <laughs> Jesus. 20 minutes. <laughs> it's not really an RPG, though. <laughs> I don't know. Is the straight block a roll? I mean... But, uh, uh, I mean, I guess you played, like, six rolls, right? You got straight <laughs> block, L block, right-facing L block. Uh, but, Kyle, did you want to say what you're, what you're going to pick? Or you want to wait to the end? Well, I mean, we can wait to the end, because you've got the next one, technically. So now we're two games ahead, I suppose, <laughs> but... No, he, he's not the next one. Oh, no, no, no. I guess he's picking Azure because we settled on that already, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. So, yeah. But, so I've got the next one yeah. after the next one. Okay. 
But yeah, we can drop that at the end if we're doing that. We'll figure it out. Um, That's cool. Uh, well, you you kind of hinted out some stuff in the chat before, so yeah. I guess we'll we'll see what you decide on. I have yeah. I have a feeling I know what it is, but mm-hmm. we'll find. I think out. You'll have to listen to the whole episode to find out. I just fast forward to the end <laughs> and skip all the the boring shit. Or this ah, is damn. Like two years later, you can just look up the. Uh... The next couple games on the right. Now <laughs> wipe off the magic from that statement, I guess. <laughs> well, that's it's very it's important for the two people that listen to it every day. It's, it's like the launch day of the episode or whatever. Yeah, I think on Spotify we have like almost a hundred followers, so that's cool. Hey, all right. How many did we lose because they haven't fucking posted an episode in three months? That's the question. Actually, we've been gaining. Interesting. I mean, it's 100 people. It's not like that a lot, so... Absence makes the heart grow fonder, right? I suppose. Well, just people finding it and word of mouth and... My ex didn't act that way. Ooh. <laughs> Alrighty, so let's... Uh, I guess we'll talk about the game now. Um, so it's, uh, I guess we were talking about it, but whatever. Uh... I wish I wish I was a little better at reining this shit in like Brent was, because sometimes we talk about random shit for too long. I I don't mind it, but you know, whatever. Some people uh, have a problem. It's our guess, podcast. Like, having... We can do whatever we want. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have ninety-two followers on Spotify. Hey. All time starts four thousand eight hundred thirty-four. Hmm. So, as of six twenty-two two thousand yeah. So, so starts, does that mean like somebody started an episode and they're like, fuck this, I'm out? Yeah, starts is like number of times <laughs> any episode in your catalog is played on Spotify for zero seconds or more. <laughs> oh, damn. Uh, I don't so, even listen on Spotify. So if you look at streams... Yeah, me either. Streams, I don't listen at all. Streams is uh, the number of times any episode in your catalog is played on Spotify for at least 60 seconds. And that's 2,800. So four, 2,000 just get cut off right there. <laughs> they don't even listen to it past the opening. Well, you have, like, shit where it's, like, uh, the Welcome to the RPG show shit from, like, Brent still. And you have, like, the the guy who did, um, fuck. God damn it, what's the game that Blaine likes? I can't fucking remember. Oh, Renegade? Uh, no, it's a, it's a visual novel that's, like, cyberpunky or something. Mm-hmm. Oh. Murder mystery or something. I don't know. Fuck. He's gonna be like, he's gonna come in the chat for the first time and be like, it's called fucking whatever it is. Because we did a fucking episode on it. Yeah, I'm uh, looking it up. Snatcher. Snatcher. Snatcher, right. Yep. Yeah, no, he's I, like, this is Gillian Seed. Welcome to the RPG yep. show or something. No, I cut that out. Cut that out? Why? That's, that's like our only endorsement from a person. <laughs> because, uh,. <laughs> I don't know, it was just like, that was like eight years ago now, so I was just kind of trying to make it a little bit more, this is us, you know, type thing. I don't know. This is you. I get it. I get it. Removing Brent's hard blood, sweat, and tears work. No, Brent's, from... <laughs> Brent's still on the, on the on the front. I I was just thinking, like, Brent probably would have taken this out by now. That's what I was thinking. Because he, uh, he changed uh... things up a lot. Maybe. He did, like, front-load a lot of, like, extraneous shit for a while. It was, like, five minutes of, like, random shit before the episode actually started. <laughs> it's like, all right. <laughs> so keeping it alive. 
Yeah, Brent. I'm always gonna have Brent. Uh, I'm not gonna change the opening. I don't think. I mean, there's other there's other ones he's done. Like he did like a couple of versions of it. Um, yeah. So the the idea behind that was before we picked uh, like our twelve games of the year or something or eleven, however many we were playing, and then he took music from each one of those games for that particular season and made a new medley or whatever. And that's why it sounded different each time. Makes sense. But then it's, he stopped doing that, and then <laughs> uh, yeah, because we stopped we stopped planning it out because it, it became, I guess, like too structured. Uh, like it felt like it was it wasn't like a spontaneous like oh I want to play this thing or whatever. It was more like oh I got this coming up, right? Kind of weird. Like it felt like work, I guess, instead of like fun shit. I don't know. It's we both decided it was we just would pick, uh, like how we're doing it now. Yeah, kind I of think like, part of it is, yeah. like, if there's a game, like, you know you you don't want to play, and it's, like, six picks from now, you're, like, dreading it for, like, you know, six games. Like, you're thinking about it, where if it's, like, hey, this is my next game, like, oh, okay, I just have to worry about it for the next game. Not, like, six games from now. Well, yeah, that, but I feel like that's how, that's why I said it was, like, work, because that's when I, that's what I feel about, like, like the last day of work, somebody like, oh, you got a big project coming up when you when you come back. I'm like, fuck, dude, I wish you didn't tell me that shit. <laughs> now you ruined my whole weekend. Right. Because I'm be like, god damn it, I got to go back to work and do some big fucking project as opposed to being like, oh, yeah, fucking weekend, party time. And then go to work, you're like, oh, shit, I got this big fucking project. Like, it's the same, it's the same amount of bullshit that happens on the same day, but there's like less dread going into the thing, which I guess is just like you said, like six months of dread being like, oh, fuck, I got to play goddamn Monster Seed or whatever the fuck this shit is coming up. Yeah, that is like my most reoccurring nightmare. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, uh... uh shit. Well, uh... Fuck, I guess... So I guess we'll we'll try to get this going here. It's been about 30 minutes. We haven't even talked about the game really yet, so... Yeah, it's part of the. Uh, That's what we do here. We talk. About I shit. know it's only been twenty minutes, so it's it's okay. We're fine. We're doing great. We're on. We're on. We're on track. All right. Hey, <laughs> if, we might not have content every week or every other week, but when we do content, we have a lot of it. It's like three or four hours worth. <laughs> so it's no, no wonder why people only fucking listen for sixty seconds. Not even six seconds to click off to like, whoa, four hours. Hold up. It's not what I signed up for. Uh, all right, so uh, I guess uh, I can't find any like information about Reborn really, so I'm just going to talk about uh, like the Let Us Cling Together version, and because most of it applies to the Reborn version anyway, I'll just talk about the differences, I guess, before we start other shit. Um, so Let Us Cling Together, I said, came out in. 95, 96, 97, 98. Uh, this reward version came out in 2022. I believe it was worldwide on the Switch, PS4, PS5, and PC. Um, the main difference, I would say, is uh, like the PSP version has, uh, which was just a 2010 version, has um, a class system where everybody shares the, like, the classes share level. And every character that changes to a new class uh, becomes that level of that class. You have like 10 skill slots for skills, which are where your elements will be, your weapon mastery, uh, whether or not they can use magic and stuff like that. 
and see how, like, if they can counterattack, if they can do pincer attacks, all that stuff. Uh, you have to pretty much build uh, like a character specifically for like a one task, I would say. Or, or you could kind of like jack of all trades them, but they will won't be as effective because they're trying to juggle too much shit. Um, and I think those are like the main differences uh, from between each game. Um, I I also think there was more heavy emphasis on like finding items like laying around on the battlefield, which is still possible in this game, but uh, I think there's like less important. Um, so for this version of the game, uh, the change the changes are I would say for the better because they kind of streamline stuff more. You only have four. Uh, skill slots for your skills, but a lot of the skills have been removed from PSP version and just made like base kit into a character. Uh, like as before, there were no elements, and you had to choose like which element you wanted to have on your character. Like you'd have to have augment uh, wind, and then you'd have to have like resist earth or something if that's what you wanted to do for the character. Um, but on this one, they just have a innate element which you can change with a scroll. Uh, and then you can also have like your pincer attacks. You have your auto, um, auto activating skills, and then you have your like web skills, stuff like that. So uh, you have, I guess, more of a like, like I said, streamlined way to build up your characters and not have to stress too much about like figuring out what fucking ten skills you want, which is kind of like kind of like a like a false, like a falsehood, because you, you like you have your like five or six base skills that you put on every character. Like, oh, I want, I need defense up, and I need attack up, and I need weapon skill, and I need uh, element, and I need whatever. So, like, already half your fucking skill list is is taken already, and the last half of it is fine tuning. Like, oh, this is what I want this character to, to kind of do. Um, yeah, I wish they like they gave you more than four skills. So, I mean, they could at least. Uh, well, you wanted five? Uh, maybe. Five skill slots? Maybe. Like, they gave you, like, 20, and you can only use four? I mean. Well, it depends on the class, because some classes don't have that many. Like, uh, Canopus has the the Vulcan or whatever. The Vartan. Yeah. Uh, he's got, like, a couple weapon skills, and then a bunch of worthless shit. Like, Huapanga wins, and whatever the other one is. And then it's, like... Uh, fairy packed and then like some random other shit like everybody has like the HP up and MP up uh, and then like I feel like that was it for him so it's like alright it'd be cool if he had lobber or something cause he moves well, around the, the fucking map like a lot it's a starting class I mean it's also the best class for him right, well I guess it's debatable you could, you could put Buccaneer on him but depending on what you want to do I feel like the sacros for Barton are pretty good though I never changed him off Barton cause I didn't need to I turned him into Beastmaster for a little while. Oh my god. <laughs> what? You're insane. Why? Well, I gave him uh, kept his axe and everything, so it was all good. Well, that's one of the magic... Parts of the magic of, I guess, strategy games. People can do whatever the fuck they want. And usually find a way through. So... Yeah, that's not um, go off because he became garbage for me, but that's because you gave him a shitty class. I changed him back after a while. His necros were probably shit by that point. Yeah, he sucked. I had a. I moved on to his sister. 
fair. She be uh, summoner too, right? Yeah. Or shaman. Yep. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, I feel like I haven't talked about this game still yet. <laughs> yeah. Kind of going over uh, the differences. Yeah. yeah. What's, what's uh, really about? So it's a, I mean, I don't know. It's like the game. Okay, I'll just do the game premise, whatever. Like this, the starting synopsis thing, and then we'll get we'll we'll move on. Okay. Uh, well. I guess first off, if you, if this is your first time to the show, uh, <laughs> the way we do it here is we talk about a game, obviously, a lot. Uh, we may not go like super intricate into like the systems and stuff like that, but we try to do a general overview of each particular uh, section of the game that we talk about, which is gameplay, story, visuals, music slash voice acting, our overall experience, and replay- replayability slash extra content. Uh, we do a rating scale from 1 to 5, and we allow half scores, including 0.5, so I guess we should change that to 0.5 to 5. So I don't have to we, we say this every correct time, it again. I forget to go to the main, the the dock and do it, so I'm going to do it right, right. now. Right now. Well, yeah, the problem is we're like, yeah, we'll write notes on the dock, and then that way we'll know to change it, and then we just never open the document again. So I'm doing it right now. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Point five to five because Nick fucked it up, and then Kevin added to the fuckery. Yeah. And if you're asking why there's no zero, it's because personally I don't believe anything can be zero. If you put some effort into it, then it's at least it's you did something. Like a zero would be nothing. So that's my philosophy, and I'm sticking to it. Yeah, I, I agree. Like nothing can be a zero. Like someone put some time and effort into it, even if it's minimal, I mean, you put 0.5 worth of time into it, but yeah, zero. Well, it's like, like people zero be like playing like cards or something. Maybe. Wait a minute. Yeah, I guess. Well, like, to me, zero is the like, zero is nothing. Zero is a troll score. Like it means you did like, there's no product. Yeah. Cause there's like, there's literally nothing. I guess it could be but, like you go put the game in and nothing comes up because they someone pull, pulled a prank on you. That would be zero for sure. Yeah. So I get my fucking money back. <laughs> we have our precedent for zero at hand at least. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we figured it out. Uh, Cracked the cube there. Only eight years. We're here, guys. We made it. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh. All right. So. This game, so this game is a strategy RPG. Uh, you can have around eight to twelve characters in a battle party. Uh, it's turn-based, and uh, it's like a medieval war-centric, I guess, in the theme. Uh, of course, because it's a JRPG, there's also like mysticism and magic and demons and stuff like that. Uh, but that usually doesn't. Uh, really become applicable to the end of the game. Um, uh, does that sound like decent enough synopsis? We can yeah. move on to the gameplay. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, okay. we'll cover the rest. It's, it's the precursor to Final Fantasy Tactics. So think of baby Final Fantasy Tactics. I don't know. Yeah, and that's not really doing the game justice in the proper way, but the team that made this did go on to directly make Final Fantasy Tactics. It's it's really similar. It's Story, like, characters, gameplay, all of it. It's like the rough draft of Final Fantasy. It's like, 
hey, yeah, literally. It's like, hey, this is a good idea, and then they're like, hey, we could have done this better. Okay, Final Fantasy Tactics. Add some chocobos yep. in there. Uh, cloud. Ro- <laughs> a ro- a ro- that's that's the tipping point. Chocobos. <laughs> a robot. Right there. There's, a ro- there's a robot. You gotta have your classic robot character in there. Of course. You know. Uh, add the demons. There's a there's a secret dungeon. I guess if you look at it like that, there is a lot of similarities to to. Yeah, there there's twelve holy generals. There's thirteen zodiacs. I mean, like it's it's literally <laughs> just a copy. So yeah, that's a good. I guess that's a good way to put it. It's the rough draft yep. of Final Fantasy Tactics, mm-hmm. or the first first draft maybe. Yeah, that they remade three times. <laughs> But I guess I would say the same way that Star Ocean 2 is getting remade. Technically, the people that made the game had nothing to do with the remakes. And it's, it's all like cash grab nonsense for somebody's like, oh, well, I want to redo this game, except we have to modernize it. So we'll hand this off to some random dev team, which is... So apparently there's issues with the dev team because they just took everything. They essentially took the entire script from the PSP version and they, like including item descriptions and like skill des- descriptions and stuff like that and just like ported it over to this version. And because they changed the systems, a lot of the stuff doesn't actually match up with the text descriptions. Oh, like there's armor that says it boosts your like earth resistance or whatever, but then you look on the stat screen and it's actually boosting your affinity to air. Uh, stuff like that, or uh, just like you can't deflect anymore because deflect was a skill uh, from the PSP version, but you can still parry. But you'll have item descriptions that are like this allows you to deflect arrows or whatever. But it's like technically parrying is the it's what it's talking about, but mm-hmm. it's not actually describing the proper action. Weird. Um, and then Fucking they also have assholes. like issues Fucking lazy with assholes. like. Well, I guess it's so, like the way the skill system was set up. Uh, like it's it, it like there's there's conflicts that it, they would have to like actually reprogram the game for Uh-oh. to like resolve the conflicts. So it maybe was just easier for them just like to try to sweep it under the rug and hope nobody noticed. Like uh, if you equip two-handed stabs, like you don't actually get intelligence or mind boosts from the stats from those weapons. Yeah, uh, so you're better stabs. off only using one-handed stabs and stuff like that. Yeah, I read that on the message boards. They're like, don't use two-handed stabs; they're worthless. Well, there's some that are worthwhile because they give you that MP charge ability, yeah, yeah, but that's about yeah. it. But you should, I mean, at least those staff straps weren't too bad. Like, I got those pretty pretty easily. Or wait, no, I made those. Never mind. <clears throat> there's crafting. Yeah, yeah, we can get into that. For sure. And so now, uh, the gameplay section, as presented by Kyle, because Kevin's like, fuck this. <laughs> Alright, no, uh, we him... have covered a lot of it, so I'm going to try to like tie it all together in a nice little package here for the battle system part. So um, so it's a, it's a tactics, Final Fantasy Tactics, um, advanced D&D, if you want to call it, two-tier turn system. There's a movement and there's an action. A lot of people are familiar with that in a lot of ways. Um, you get 1 to 12 characters per map. There are some that are solo battles. Uh, 12 is the biggest in this version. And I believe that all the map sizes are 16 by 16, but don't 
quote me on that. Some might be larger. Um, I know at least Tactics is, Final Fantasy Tactics is commonly 16 by 16. Chessboard movement, uh, you get either attack, magic, skills, or items as your secondary skill or uh, ability per turn. Uh, common stuff, height, directional advantage to do extra damage. There's elemental advantage throughout the game. Um, I believe six total elements, eight, um, six, right? Yeah. But um, ranged attacks, uh, nice thing about this game is that um, while a lot of strategy tactical RPGs have a ranged attack system that you can only go so many squares or so many ranges away, this based on your height you can go beyond the system that the game allows you and you can still hit the enemies. Um, took me a couple of maps to figure that out, but super convenient, totally suggested, especially with cannabis. Um, limited item system, you can hold four items per unit, per encounter. It is a true percentage-based system, so if you have a 99%, sometimes you will miss. Uh, absolutely XCOM, I guess a lot of people would say for a modern-day game like that, but it is a true percentage-based. Uh, abilities, uh, like we said, set by class, um, and some weapons will give you the weapon abilities once you get them to a certain level. Uh, you can set up to four of them. Usually per character you'll have one that is your weapon ability because it'll give you extra damage. And then you'll have maybe two passives and uh, recruitment, or three passives, or something along those lines. Um, pretty much every battle in the game is a single target kill goal. Um, so it'll be kill this unit. Uh, not all of them, but probably, I don't know, 80% sound right? Does that sound good to you guys? I would say the story battles, yes, but once you get to the post-game, it's like, kill the whole screen. Yeah. Um, well, there are some story battles, too, that are like, uh, just eliminate all enemies, because right. usually, so, like, in the story, you're being attacked by, like, uh, like bounty hunters or some bullshit, and it's like, I gotta kill everybody. So yeah, but it's not too often. Eighty yeah. percent of the story battles, I would say you're right. But like once you hit the post game, it's like every battle is to kill everything. And at the same time too, in, in all these battles, you'll commonly kill two thirds of the guys on there just to get to them. Um, but other than that, uh, in this one they have deaths permanent after three turns, just like Final Fantasy Tactics. And prior they had your character could die three times before it would be a permanent death. But uh, this is the Final Fantasy Tactics version in the Reborn version. Um, characters all level up at the same time after battle. You just pool your collective experience and then spread it evenly. If your character maxes, they will not uh, spread evenly anymore and it'll split to other characters, all that kind of stuff. Um, there's no class levels in this version as we discussed earlier. 18 standard classes plus a bunch of monsters and different elements of those monsters, if they're dragons or whatever. Um, and then a couple other new ones for this one, the tarot cards, uh, they appear randomly throughout the battle. They're either a boost to your magic, physical, uh, a skill percentage chance, and critical percentage chance. Um, and you can collect four of them total. Every boss will start with two physical, a magic, and I believe a skill, um, which kind of sucks. They're pretty tough and they're actually really beneficial uh the tarot cards can make or break a lot of your encounters and then I also think, they did I think uh, it's actually depending on what type of uh like oh boss it is because i think the mages ones start with mp up like we mm. or whatever 
But I'd have to I'd have to look again. But I could have sworn I saw somebody with like MP up once. And I was like, oh. you know what? I think you're right. I did I did forget there is an MP up one as well. So I think there's five total. Um, but yeah, uh, tarot cards in that, and then they also have the Chario tarot or chariot tarot. Gotta hate reading that. <laughs> the yeah, chariot tarot. One's uh one's hard, one's silent. Let's you rewind the turns uh, throughout combat. So if you move a guy. Um, he hits, great, and then on the next turn he gets knocked off the side and dies permanently. You can just reset and make sure he doesn't die permanently. Um, it's kind of cool. The only real punishment for it is you won't get maximum battle rewards, but that can kind of pound sand at the end of the day, and it's not really worth it when you're able to win darn near every encounter by just rewinding your turns. Or if the, um, should... or if the, battle, oh, if the battle rewards are EXP up and you're already at level max, it doesn't fucking matter anyway, so that too um but it's kind of i really enjoyed that system i thought it was fun being able to experiment um rather than having to do save states if people have done that route or in the old days of final fantasy tactics just resetting the entire battle to make sure you did it right um so i thought that was a really good uh, uh improvement there to bring that um I'm personally just glad they removed the titles for never charioting because I did like half the game without charioting and I restarted uh, battles so many times to have no inc no incapacitated units as well. And then eventually I was like, fuck this. And the first like chariot I used was because somebody died and I just I had to go back like five turns and then I just did the rest of the battle, no problems. I'm like, I can't believe I was being an idiot and <laughs> not using this mechanic yeah. before. I would have saved myself so much time. Yeah, it really is absolutely worthwhile. Um, no need to screw around to use it. It'll save you hours. Um, but that, honestly, yeah, although... Once you get comfortable using it, you can just start cheesing shit. Be like, oh, this recruitment didn't work. Chariot back, move him to a different tile, try recruiting again. Yeah. You I can also do it with item drops. Definitely, you can do it with item drops. That's how I got a lot of the stuff, the good stuff at the... Was it the... Palace of the Dead? Palace of the Dead, yeah. No. Um. Yeah. Anything else? Uh, battle system wise, I think that pretty much covers it. There's a couple of things, like other things I wanted to add. Like you, you said, the permanent stat group ones do the right. There's ones on battle that show up on the battlefield. Did you mention those? Oh yeah. Uh, no, I did not. Yeah. Um. So as in uh, Final Fantasy Tactics, when an enemy dies and drops a crystal similar system in this where they will drop a permanent stat boost however these are not one-to-one -one pluses they are points of a one so it's like a point two or a point four sometimes you will not get an actual increase um in your stats when you get these cards i did find that out super late game and it was really upsetting yeah it was yeah sometimes you get like point whatever and yeah nothing happens it's stupid mm -hmm. um the other they thing... kind of give it away if you pick up an HP card because you get like one to five HP, I think. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, this is really small. There's no way they'd give me five strength well, picking up a card, right? The other thing, it's like, how much luck do you have? Because sometimes I'll get like 15 luck, and I'm like, well, that's a lot of luck. And you can't see how, many, how much luck you have. So it's like, does that go away? Or... That's a variable stat. It goes up and down depending on what happens to the character. I think mm -hmm. when you're in battle, so we could, they could have like a thousand or a hundred luck at some point, but then if they get hit a lot, it might go down. Oh, uh, okay. It's just yep. 
a behind-the-scenes thing that I don't think you can actually reference anywhere, besides if your character's hitting a lot of critical hits or not. Okay. Um, uh, Equipment-wise, you, uh, you can... Depending on your class, you can equip different weapons. Uh, there's a bunch of different types of weapons. Um, some classes you can have dual wield. Sometimes you can have a shield. Um, so there's two-handed weapons. Um, and then, like... For the body, there's help, like there's a head. You can have a head item, a body item, like a bracer, or like arm item, um, greaves, and then like a ring. And they all kind of there's all variants of the of those. <clears throat> yeah, and a lot of the weapons are like one space adjacent uh, targeting, but then you can have like a spear which pierces two, and I think the whip can reach two, but only pierces like only does the first targeted hits. I never use the yep. whip. The spear does two, but sometimes three. I mean, it is, like, it's pretty much Final Fantasy Tactics. Like, mm. you equip the same amount of stuff, you have mostly the same amount of skill slots, um, you just don't get a secondary class. Yeah, and then... Pretty much. Like you were saying, there's finishing moves, and you get up to four, or... You have eight finishing moves, you have two different weapons equipped, and two different... Uh, it, then you have to have two different weapon skills equipped, so it's kind of like a waste, and I think, in my, in my opinion, to have two different weapons... Um, Not for me. I had a dagger and the bow on cannabis, so I could abuse... Only uh, useful on variable ranged and close range fighters, but if you have just a close range or just a ranged fighter, then it's better to just have the one. Yeah, the dagger has a really good uh, fourth finishing move where you can, like... Or maybe it's the third finishing move where it has, like, a long reach. Yeah. So it's that's good. Uh, other thing I want to kind of mention that comes in the to battle system is, so when you kill uh, an an enemy, they instantly turn into like an item or drop or whatever or nothing, unless they're undead, and then if they're undead, they are undead. For, they're incapacitated for three turns, and they'll come back to life with half health. Health, unless you use a what is it a holy water. Or exorcism, yeah. Or there's a couple different spells. One of them, you get late games called Starfall, where if you kill them with Starfall, they'll turn, they'll they'll die for good. You don't have to like uh, waste a turn uh, using an item or whatever. So, um, but yeah, every class or there's also spells everyone can equip for. Uh, some classes you can't equip them at all. It's also another thing. Um, Let's see. Stats, uh, attack, magic, defense, magic defense, strength, vitality, dexterity, agility, avoidance, intelligence, mind, resistance. So those all kind of go into your attacks. Th those go Kind of. Yeah. Uh, there is, uh, as I mentioned before, programming oversights or something. Uh, and essentially in this game, avoid and... Uh... God damn it, what's the accuracy one? You just said it. Uh, uh, dexterity? Uh, no, maybe it's agility. Agility and avoid. Oh. Ag agility? Yeah. Mind resistance. That's okay. Hold on, what? Say again? <laughs> so there's strength, vitality, dexterity, agility, avoidance, intelligence, mind, yeah. resistance. And so agility and avoid don't matter in this game. They don't? No, not really. Like Not unless there's a huge disparity. Because I don't know if you noticed, but uh, like you have almost 100% hit chance on everything. Yeah. Uh, and that's because they something something happened when they ported it 
they ruined the formulas for like uh, accuracy and Jesus. avoiding. So the only time you actually have a chance of like missing shit really is if there's a heavy rain and your archers can't hit shit anymore. Oh. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, unfortunately. There is a couple other uh, unique things for battles with them where uh, there's some flying characters where they can go up heights uh, pretty easily. Um, you can also get some accessories that give you like flight or teleport. That that's kind of a late game thing. Uh, every time if you there's some like battle conditions, if you meet those conditions, you'll get these things called charms, and some of them are strength up, you know, vitality up, health up, whatever. You also get like uh like the air charm, earth charm, lightning charm, like those kind of charms where they'll change your affinity. So if you if you're like a weapon like what I would do is if I have a better weapon and its affinity was different than what my character's class was, I would change it so that th that way they have a better chance to use like get a stronger attack. I think it takes puts your attack up if you your weapon is the same as your um can't think of the word but your the uh, element your element yeah so kind of it only raises it by whatever percentage it says of the that number is so it might be like a a 10 percent boost which i guess is better than nothing but yeah like i'm looking at it right now like so uh on denim i have a aqua hammer on him if i change his class back from ice or water or whatever it takes his attack down by 13. Yeah, I was going to say, I think 9 to 14 is what I found when I was doing the math. So. Um, I think that's basically it for gameplay. Oh, you can f randomly find items on the battlefield that you can use to either they're like healing items or they're for crafting later. Ooh, and you don't need move find item like you did in tactics. Anyone can find them. Yeah. Uh, I think that's it. Anything else, Nick, we forget? Um, there are no random encounters on the uh, the okay. map screen anymore. They took that out. Instead, you just go to any map tile and you can train there. Uh, your characters can't die in training, and it doesn't count as being incapacitated. But once you win, everybody that was participating gets a bunch of experience points, so you can use that to grind your new characters out. Um, you can retreat from some encounters like if you go in one and you're like oh, I actually don't want to fight here you can retreat but usually if it's a story battle you can't um, I think you'd also just like retreat from training in the middle of it if you wanted to I can't remember I never tried yeah you can retreat from like so there's a way to rec you have to recruit um, someone that like they what's the necromancer's daughter whatever her name is Sadia uh, I've Cressida. got it one Cressida. second. To recruit Ocean. Cressida, to recruit Cressida your, uh, your affinity no. for one of the... Oh, no, sorry, Cressida, yeah. Your affinity has to be high with one of these... Uh, Galgastan. Galgastan, and the way to raise your affinity is incapacitate, the, get them incapacitated in battle, like in a training one. No, you go to the forest. You incapacitate them in a real battle. And then you retreat while they're incapacitated, and then it raises their affinity somehow for some reason. So that's how I got my Galgastan back up so I can recruit her. 
fans of the game call it the Death March. Apparently. Yes, 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 Death March. Um, but your your affinity or your loyalty or whatever for the nationalities will go down if you have somebody of the same nationality attacking the the that same nationality or whatever ethnicity or whatever the fuck it is. So like you have like a Galgastani unit on your side attack an enemy Galgastani unit, your total Galgastani unit chaos frame will go down. Yeah, it's right. That's what I was thinking about. <sighs> yeah. And I think you can have up to 100 uh, characters recruited. After that, you have to start, like, kicking people out. Um, Speaking of kicking people out, you can also sell your monsters. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, or, or, I guess, auction them off, and you'll get uh, access to uh, whatever <laughs> items are correlated to that specific species. So, like, usually the eggs or orbs or whatever they are. And you have to do that and, recruit den of anyways. One, yeah. One of In this version, yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a, some more, probably more detailed stuff, but that, that's the, you know, the gist of it. Well, since we were talking about recruiting earlier, there's a way, uh, there are skills for you to recruit certain, uh, races of characters that are enemies in battle. Uh, but you can also just hire your own generic units, uh, at any town. And I can't remember if this game has it because I never recruited anybody. Um, but on the PSP version, each town had like a different uh, beast race you could recruit. I'm not sure if that applies to this one, if it's just the same generic humans. Same generic humans in this one. Yeah, it's just, like if you go to the shop, you can hire a warrior, male, female, archer, wizard, cleric, or rune fencer. Yep. So, now they might have different clans and stuff, but... Um, but yeah, you don't really, you can't get any like winged people or uh, anything like that. Any of those special cl- like races. Yeah, I feel like that's just uh, for those people that really fucked up somehow and like they wiped their entire army out. You know, like oh, I gotta start over. Yeah. They, now you can just recruit some fucking random mooks. They're gonna suck. Well, that's what you do for the death march. <laughs> just get level ones and just let them die. Uh, anything else for battle system? Yeah, we got 90% of the character growth, too. So we were talking there. There's not really much more to add on that. Oh, yeah, I was, for some reason I included that. I got that confused. I thought that was combined with battle system, but... Oh, sorry, yeah. Technically, all games intertwined, right? Yeah, Yeah. but yeah, I mean... Character growth, like we said, experience, um, after the battle, party shares, level caps. Um, second time around, you don't have to have the level cap on if you have already beat that specific encounter. But if it is the same battle on a different route, that will not count, and you do have to still play by those rules. However, you can keep most of your equipment, so you are still more powerful yeah, than the common enemy. Your equipment does get downgraded, too. Not as much as you'd think. Yeah. You're still way better than the enemies at that point. And you can just, like, beeline for the the boss and just... And your magic is still there. Yeah. That's the big one. Um, yeah, otherwise, I... character growth. Any mothers? You can boost their stats with the award items you said. I, I just want to make a little comment about character levels. Yeah. You know, Kevin was pissed off about the level cap. Uh, yep. 
but I feel like this game is designed in such a way that the levels are almost like a tertiary factor in actually playing the game because there were a lot of times where I didn't feel like training any of my characters, so I never did that. So like the level cap would be raised to like 36 or something, and my character should level 32, and I just go right into the next story encounter, and it's still steamroll the encounter uh, because I was I was using like a variety of characters and classes and like using positional uh, like locations of where I put my characters on the field to kind of like manipulate the enemy. So it's it's it does help to have higher levels, uh, but I don't think it's as important as it would be in like any other kind of game where the balance of power is such that you need to be either higher or equivalent levels to match the inflated stats of the, that the enemy characters have. Uh, in this one, it's more how do you position your characters, how do you use the tools that you have available, and uh, how, like, can you get through that way? And that's not saying there's like not some bullshit. Like there's times where like you fight a mage enemy and they've got those cards and they they just do a thousand plus damage with one spell on your dudes and it's like this is fucking bullshit. Yeah. But at that point, it doesn't matter if you're the same level because it still does a shit ton of fucking damage. So yeah. It's just one of those things we have to try to figure out. All right, this is my obstacle. How do I get over? Like how do I overcome? Or as Lloyd or yeah, as, as Lloyd would say, how do we overcome this wall or whatever the fuck? <laughs> so and I I do respect that in the most sense, but but you kind of hit it midway through. There is there were a few specific boss fights with those cards where it's like I can't even show up to this. Like my frontline fighters, my my Mirrodin and Gildas are just getting leveled on turn two, and there were times when it's like if you played without getting any deaths through the entirety or any incapacitations like good for you man but that just sounds I mean there were fights where I I have guys down on the first turn that the boss moved on I'm not because... like there's there's some fights like the fight against uh Lancelot at the end of I think it's it's either at the end or the beginning of chapter four somewhere around there where uh no it's a fight where right. you can have Catua in there yeah, it's three, chapter and, three. Yeah, and Lancelot just came up and just, like, obliterated my Terror Knight because I had him as Dark Element, and I was like, oh, duh, he's using Light Element stuff. That's a bad mm -hmm. idea. So then I was like, Chariot back a little bit, and he just didn't put the dude in the way. And, uh, I, like, I'm not trying to, like, toot my own horn, but there are, oh. there are a lot of people, like, online, they're like, oh, neutral path is the hardest path. It's so unfair. And I had, there were like some fights that were like, oh, this is a little bit challenging. Let me rethink what I'm doing here. But I, there was not a time where I was like, oh man, this is unfair. So it's, I don't know if it's because I play a lot of strategy games like these. Uh, no, and I do as well. But I think what got me my first run is I'm not used to using Chariot. But you have to rely on it in this game in certain sets. Oh, I yeah. think like that's it. Is it's just such a harsh learn. Like I've played, I played a ton of strategy and tactics RPGs. I've straight character class Final Fantasy Tactics. I think twelve or fourteen classes. Like I, I've played these games a lot, but this one's unforgiving. I think. Say, and... a, a lot of like tactics games in general, uh, they're okay with you getting like the best class and then using like a couple characters of like that best class or whatever whatever the most op shit is and then just being like all right put those characters on the field and you will have no issues whereas this one because there's uh like you have so many characters like in a fight 
it's more about leveraging uh, like the abilities of each one of the characters as a unit, like as a team, as opposed to having a couple star players, I guess, and just letting them go in and do what they got to do and then have maybe support in the background. Yeah, to me, like, it's more you got to you can't have anybody go off on their own. You got to stay kind of like together. Because even like if you have Denim as a Lord and he's super strong, unless you just fed him a bunch of stat charms, he's still going to get his ass kicked by himself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and I'm not even talking about guys going off by themselves. I'm just talking about literally there. There's a couple of boss fights and mostly it's the Ozma um, fights. And uh, I can't remember who's with her, but one or two of the other Dark Knight fights where your first person. So if you kill like four guys going up to the boss, the first time the boss encounters you, he's doing two thirds of that character's entire health bar, regardless if you've put breached on him or reduced his attack or anything like that they're still hitting you for more damage than isn't commonly normalized in the game because they just boost the cards too hard and i guess that's that's the only thing where i don't exactly like the level cap i just the solution for me would just be give your characters 10 percent more defense in their stats honestly. But there are times where I feel like the game's just trying to punish you regardless of what level you are with some of these setups or, or maps or boss locations. To me, it's just... I'm not going to say I agree 100%, but I see where you're coming from. My, my issue with like the level cap thing, it's like, yeah, I mean, there's a way... There's a one... There's pretty... Like, e- like, not easy, but once you figure out the, like, all the battles are kind of the same strategy. Like, you mm-hmm. you move as a unit, take people out one by one until you get to the boss. Or, and then you you take out the, whoever the, the, the main guys you gotta take out. Um, and so after a while, I kind of got, it got stale for me, and I was just like, okay, I just want to power through it, but then you can't really do that. You gotta just, if you try, then you'll just get wiped out, so. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where I was. And, I mean, and that's just because, like, you know, this this isn't my favorite type of game. So that's that's where, you know, I'm playing a game, like, you know, I'm playing a game that's not for me. Like, I wouldn't normally play this game if it wasn't for the show. So uh, my complaint is, like, not really against the game. It's more, like, my own. Against the genre? Yeah, yeah. the genre. So it's not, <clears throat> it's not anything, it's not negative for the game. It's just my experience. Like, if it... If you want more casuals to play it, which they probably don't care, like then you would, you know, make it so you can have some of those like uh, things where you can just steamroll through things, or at least like after you beat the game once, uh, you know, they open that stuff up so you can see the other story without having to like, you know, spend a shit ton of time on it. So I understand your argument, but that to me also feels like the Dark Souls argument, where like Dark Souls needs easy mode. It's... Yeah, and, and it's literally not that at all. It's just that the the combat is like it gets really stale with every boss fight. Um, you mentioned it earlier. You kind of think, yeah, so you can't rush right away. And, and again, I'm not saying I'm rushing right away. What what it is is that I'm killing what's coming to me, and then by the time the boss is in range, there's no strategy anymore. It's just literally bum rushed yep. because if you get hit three times. A third of your party's dead. 
Yeah, sometimes it's like whatever like it's, whatever way the, the, the enemies are coming towards you, you got you got like move away from them, and then like the ones that get closest, you can take out as they're coming towards you. And then yeah, and and, and they ended up perfecting it in tactics. There are a lot of encounters that are like every single battle in this system. It's just I don't want to do fifteen bulk two fights per chapter. Yeah, like that's. Well, so that's, that's why the character growth, I think, anyway, to get back to character growth, that's why I think the character growth would have been nice to have a little bit more. Um, there were just times that I feel like you're just limiting this to make it difficult, and it's that's the only reason it's difficult. Like, it's not, it's not that intelligent or anything like that. It's just, I'm limited, and boy, that sucks. Well, I think, so, like, the... The, the big difference that they went from with Tactics Ogre to Final Fantasy Tactics is that they simplified a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, like, Tactics Ogre has a full like, gamut of stats. Like you said earlier, Strength, Dexterity, uh, Void, Agility, Intelligence, Mind, whatever. All that shit. You got, uh, you got like, your uh, your RT, and you have, like, uh, elements or whatever all that shit but in tactics or final fantasy tactics you have hp mp your zodiac sign and then physical and magical uh also speed i think uh and then like gender. you have your, your move jump uh, and then gender also plays a part in some stuff but that's like there's no there's no agility there's no avoid there's no dexterity like you have your character if they do a physical attack you just use that one physical integer they use a magical attack. They use the magical integer. But we also have breathe and faith, which influence stuff too. But yeah, I mean, uh, I'm I'm just gonna agree to disagree on that one. For, but oh. well, I'm just saying, like, so tactics is more simplified because not only are the stats like there's less stats, but also there's less units to have to manage in a battle. So when you get in a battle, you have like what three to five, depending on the map. Sometimes you have just one with Ramza, um, and then. The enemy usually is like five, six, or seven, depending if they're how bad they're trying to fuck you over with like, uh, like or trying to overwhelm your party or whatever. Whereas in like Tactics Ogre, you could have the range of like just Denim by himself, or like eight, not, uh, eight, ten, twelve, and then usually the enemy party is also like the same number or up by one or two. So there's so many more characters, and there's so many more like stats to balance and all that shit that there's more. Com- complexity going on behind the scenes uh and so tactics or tactics ogre is a little bit more difficult to i guess balance all that shit and I do, i'm not trying to say that uh i disagree that the giving the bosses instantaneous like uh 1.5 boosted damage to physical attacks and then 1.25 damage boosted to magical attacks and then like they get their fucking auto abilities every turn kind of bullshit it's fair because no, that's fucking bullshit. Because that stuff was not in the, pre- the previous iterations of the game. Like, whoever decided that was a good idea needs to be taken out back and shot. Because what the fuck? Uh, but also, um, I've, maybe somebody thought they had to do that to make it a challenge or something. Who knows? Uh, it's just there's more shit I think going on in Tactics Ogre, and less shit going on in Final Fantasy Tactics. In regards to, like, what's going on, like, actually in the combat. 
Yeah, and and that's fair, but I guess like to get back to what I was trying to say, the the original point for the for the leveling and the growth and all that kind of stuff was like you said, the cards are kind of BS for the bosses. So, so in a twenty minute roundabout way, I think we got to the point. <laughs> all right. Uh, anything else on character growth? <laughs> all right. Mini games. I don't think there is one. Do do you? Is there? I don't think so. Yeah, there. Unless you count going through fucking the same dungeon levels twenty times. No, as a mini game, might have to. That's just masochism. Like you just hate yourself. So, <laughs> like me and everyone else is a trophy hunter. We hate ourselves a little bit just to do it to ourselves. <clears throat> um, okay, traversal. Uh, point. Well, just one one comment on mini games. I think they needed something to break up. The, like, if you wanted to, like, take a break from battles, like, I feel like they needed to put something in here. But being a Super Nintendo game, I get that 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 point in the, you know, in gaming, there wasn't really much, you, I, don't, I don't much you could really do with the technology. But maybe, like, in the remasters or something, they could have put something else, like, you know, a base you can build or something like that, you know. But anyways, um, uh, Traversal. Uh, so it's just point to point on the map, just like tactics, but there is no Final Fantasy tactics. There is no, uh, random battles in between. I guess that was in the earlier versions, Nick. Yep. Um, but now it's just, you can go to the points on the map. If it's red, there's a battle there. If it's blue there, I mean, there's nothing there. Um, there might be a random um cutscene that happens everyone like i think there's a couple that happen if you uh go through like a morica castle at certain points but i don't know if there's anything else that's random like that i mean to recruit some of the characters you have to go at certain times like or different certain like weather events but that's all, all that's like for character recruitment um but other than that there's not really much to traversal um I guess if you go over water, the little ship icon shows up. So that's that's neat. Um, yeah, that's basically it. Uh, shops. Every major town or castle or whatever has a shop you can go to. They're all the same. Um, except for uh, if Deneb's there before you recruit her. Or if after you recruit her, her little pumpkin clone um, will be there. <clears throat> but... The basic shops are all the same, where it's you can buy different the weapon, uh, just melee weapons, range weapons, armor, uh, all the different magics you can buy, and the items. <clears throat> um, you can sell whatever you want to them. You can, like we said earlier, you can hire recruits. Uh, you can auction off your monsters. Uh, you can craft um, different weapons, uh, which. Or you can craft upgrades to the weapons once you find the recipes. Um, I think you can buy most of them, and some of them you have to get from different bosses. Are the bo the boss ones random drops, or are those automatic? Like in the Palace of the Dead. I think, bucks. I think those are random, right? They should be given to you at, like once you do a certain uh like thing like if you kill all the like the shrines if you kill the 
the creatures in the shrines, you get a, a tomb or whatever the fuck they call it, a recipe book. Well, like the but, like the, the actual weapons, the, like the special weapons are all random. Well, the special weapons, but there's like the upgrades before you get the special weapons, like the Enchideron, like whatever it's called. There's like one for Incredian. Is that what they called it? Incredian. Yeah. Incredian. So yeah, there's Incredians, but I think they're random drops in the first couple, le- like the first section of the Palace of the Dead. That they're. It's pretty, all random. It's a pretty, like twenty-five or forty percent drop or something. It's pretty. If you kill the right guy, it's not that. Uh, difficult to get them um but yeah so you can craft uh later you can upgrade your relics um you can look at your unit list and that's that's basically it um uh, if it's denebs shop it's a little different you can buy limited items and weapons um think that's basically it on on that right anything else on shops it's only that uh what is unique um for me the unique thing is like the post-game content um like we were talking about palace of the dead it's a hundred plus uh floor dungeon um that's not even like the hardest one there's like another one that you can get in the, the second or third coda right second coda um, and then there's like very hard super bosses you can get to. Uh, did you did you do that, Kyle? Do you all the codas? Uh, which super bosses? The twelve like saints or whatever it is. I did not do the heavenly generals. Um, that wasn't didn't have a trophy. That was too much. Yeah, I mean, there's some like hardcore stuff if you're really really into this game. So that's definitely a unique. Like, I mean, we. I just did the platinum for this, and I mean, I put like 170, 160 hours, something like that, into this game. So you could probably put 300 some hours, and then just keep going. So yeah, there's a, even a special like I think it's Code of Four encounter, right, where you have to fight Lancelot and a bunch of the other Dark Knights again. Uh, and like, I haven't gotten there yet. But there, if you do that fight with only Denim, uh, Vice, and Kashua, then you get a special... You have a chance to get a special weapon when you kill Lancelot. But it's like one of those things where like you play a normal like RPG, and it's like, oh, fight this super boss at the end of the game. It's the strongest, like the most, uh, uh, I guess, challenging content in the game, and you get like some super weapon, and it's like, well, I don't need this anymore. I already did the most, <laughs> yeah. like, I did the most challenging content in the game. Cool, I guess. Yeah, I guess you can go back and just run through everything, which you could do anyways, so. Um, there is some, like, very powerful spells you get later in the game. I don't know if you talk about summons, where um, there's, like, the regular summons where they attack, like, three to four times, and then there's an upgrade to each one of the summons. Um, that's, like, the, the way you get through the most of the post-game, is just having three or four of those, and then you know, keep pumping them full of magic. Uh, Funny, though, because I, I'm going to make another Final Fantasy Tactics comparison, but uh, the summons of this game are great because they target any enemy like that's in the, the area, and you don't miss. Whereas like the summons and tactics from Rafa and Malik, they're like, oh yeah, we'll target this range, but if there's nothing there, then it just hits nothing. 
Yeah. Like, oh, thank you. Yeah, that's that's nice. Um, anybody else have unique things they want to add about this game? Uh, the chariot tarot, I think, was unique overall. Yeah. Uh, yeah. which we kind of we basically explained yeah. it, but you can yeah, I went over it, but yeah, other than that, not really. If you were zoned out, it's just it lets you rewind. That's it. Yeah, you can rewind time. I think up to fifty moves, fifty moves or something like that, and uh, sometimes that's not enough. But like you, like you were saying, it's an integral part. Of the, you have to do the, that. Uh, you have to use it if you don't want all your, if you want to beat the level without someone dying. I mean, you could probably do it without, but people will die. Yeah, I'd say there's an asterisk on that because technically you don't have to use it. There's people that have beaten it without using Chariot, without having anybody dying, but it's it's one of those things where the only reason you would do that is because you want to have a save file at the end of the game or that says zero Chariot, because there's no other reason to not use it. Like there's, You literally get nothing from doing that, besides the, whatever sense of accomplishment you might get. That's... It's good for the people who want that, but... Uh, you that that sounds terrible. Like ninety nine percent of people that play this game are not that that kind of person. So, yeah, you sickos that did that. What the fuck's wrong with you? Because there used to be uh, like a title. There, I think there was three titles reserved for no chariots and no retreating, and then also no in caps on the PSP version. So that's why some people did it on this one, just for the hundred percent complete file. Because if you ever if you ever chariot or you ever retreated, you lose the access to those titles because they're like beat the game without with no in caps, no chariots, no retreats, and then also like beat the palace of the dead with that. The same stipulation. So. Thanks. Uh, Thankfully, it's just no no end caps on this version of the game. Like I said, hundreds and hundreds and hours of fun. Uh, all right, likes and dislikes. Uh, Nick, why don't you go first? Alrighty. Um. Uh, so likes, I guess I'd say I like how the game. Also, bear this in mind. Uh, I did not. I have not run through the other uh, storylines like you guys have, so I guess my opinion hasn't been tainted quite yet mm. by uh, having the fucking level sync and shit, so <laughs> likes, I do like so far uh, that I've actually have to I felt like, I don't feel compelled to uh, but I've I felt uh, like I had to manually control every one of my characters in each encounter because I'm going for a no in cap save uh, and I do like thinking about uh, like positioning and strategy and kind of a unit um, composition. And uh, I like that the game, I guess, forces you to do that. Like you can't just have like fucking Orlando on the field and then like two ninjas and like maybe a dancer or something. Uh, and they just like you don't have to play the game anymore because everything just dies in one hit and shit. Um, I like having to be able to like change my strategy if I want to like uh, sometimes I'll just keep a group of units at the beginning of the, like the way they spawn and just have them wait so they get their MP up uh, and have some like a detachment move out to kind of keep things distracted while like my mages would ever get MP and stuff like that or uh, depending on the encounter if there's like a bunch of strong dudes and I need to have like a bulwark front I could throw a bunch of like like a knights with a rampart aura or whatever and just have them park there and like have them be layered so like they 
uh, like crisscross with the rampant aura, like patterns. And so enemies trying to come through will have to literally stop for like three or four turns to make it through the rampart if they don't just already stop and fight the knights who have phalanx who aren't taking much damage. Meanwhile, I've got like my ranged units uh, like preparing nukes and shit like that. And then I'll have another detachment on the side, uh, like skirmishing with some other units. Uh, and like I'm super into like war, uh, like fantasy war genre in general. Like that's mostly the books I read. Uh, so having like that played out on a game for me uh, is phenomenal. Uh, really getting into that kind of stuff. Um, I guess I'd say dislikes would be that uh, the game is too long. Uh, what it is uh they could have condensed a lot of the uh i guess encounters or like removed a lot of the encounters and just like had more story uh because there'll be like times where it's like oh we need to attack a castle and like they're, they're literally like oh okay you attack the front gates and then you attack the courtyard and then you attack the throne room and then you attack like the fucking parapet or whatever and you're like jesus christ can i just kill the motherfucker and get out of here already because there's not like it's not like you like you, you get to the front gates and it's like, oh, we're attacking the castle now. And people are like, oh, God, we got to fight off these uh, the traitors or like the, the rebels or whatever. And then like you make your way to the courtyard and like there's a throwaway dialogue with whoever the fuck the boss is there. Like, oh, no, they're coming. We got to defend here for the glory of Galgstan or whatever. And then you kill them. And it's like, OK, like that was literally waste of time. Like for plot wise, like there's nothing moving forward here. I'm just going through and killing a bunch of dudes, which, uh, like as much as I like the combat and stuff, like there's just too much. Like even go through a dungeon, it's like uh, like the pirates graveyard for example, or whatever. That's like fucking eleven maps or some shit before you, you get to the end. Uh, uh, like where there's a story event which you can miss if you don't have fucking Azelstan in your goddamn party, which happened to me. My dumbass saved right over the fucking uh, save file I was using for that, like, before I got into the stupid pirate's graveyard because I'm a dumbass. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not reloading four hours of this yeah, to go through and open the stupid fucking chest for nothing. Because I looked up the rewards, and I'm like, oh, a, a buccaneer's card, whatever, and then, like, some money. And then you, like, you lose chaos frame. I'm like, that's fucking whatever. Like, I'm trying to go for 100% events, so that's going to be fun. Uh, but uh, I'm like, God damn it, I'm not doing this again. Not until I can do auto battle and I don't have to worry about the caps. So I'll do this on my next fucking run through. Yeah, I did the same. Uh, and it's like, so that's another thing I really dislike is like a lot of stuff, like you can have like character interactions, which is really neat. Like you can have um, like characters that uh, show up in battle who know the other people on the other side and they'll like have conversations depending on how long the fight's been going, how many uh, like units have died on either side, whether or not that character is in critical status or not. Like, there's different, like, conversations that can happen, which is cool. Uh, but there's not... Like, there's not enough, like, I guess, meat and bones outside of the combat. Like, the storyline is so... Which we'll get into that. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like, there's... We haven't talked about the story yeah, but... yet. Oh, that's later then. Something yeah. else. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's like, for the, like, for the gameplay and stuff... Uh, I'd probably give it a 4 out of 5 because uh, I like what's there uh, it's just it feels like there's too much of it which is a weird thing to say but it's just and that's coming, too much that's coming from you 
who loves the shit. So think about my perspective. Yeah. <laughs> it's like uh it's just it's just one of those things where you you're just hammered, I guess, so much with like so much of the gameplay that you can even though I feel like even if you really love this stuff, you have to take a break at some time because yeah. there's such it's not so much uh, like you guys were complaining, or I guess a little bit earlier that you can't steamroll shit, which is like good and bad. It's like good because like for somebody like me who really likes this, who really loves stuff, like it's like oh man, lots of gameplay. I can really dive into it and really explore this. But at the same time, it's like uh, almost like trudging through a swamp or something like that, where you're having to pick up your legs and move them with your hands just to get through this stuff because. It's so, like, drudgingly, I guess, trying to make your way through it. And there's no way to, like, just hop off onto, like, the, the riverbank or whatever and just take a leisurely stroll for a couple hours and then before you hop back into the muck. It's all muck. Yeah, there's no breaking up the monotony. Like like I said, they should have had some kind of, like, uh, side content where you could, like, mentally take a break from all those battles in a row, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, so that's me. So I guess since you're talking, Kevin, likes and dislikes. Uh, I guess I'll do likes first. Um, I think the the main meat of the game is fun, like, uh, just the tactics and playing and the actions and the magic and figuring out how to win the map and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, like like you're saying, um, the problem starts is when it's like, you know, at first. You know, there's a couple battles and a story beat, a couple battles and a story beat, and then you're like, oh, four battles and a story beat. Okay, it's starting to, like, get a little bit longer. And you're like, oh, I hope it's not, like, 12 battles eventually. And then, you know, because I was like, well, maybe it's just one big dungeon at the end. Like, I get that. It's, like, optional. But <laughs> there's a lot of uh, optional dungeons. And then, like, the, the last dungeon's kind of long if you don't know the right path to take. Or you know about the secret paths and you look it up in a guide, but um, yeah, the the uh, the battles are long, and like you said, there's no like shortcut until you beat the game one time, the first time, and then that's only if you take the time to go through the Palace of the Dead uh, to get the upgrades, so that way the next two runs are fast. If you just try to go through all the the pass after one after another, yeah, you get knocked back down to, you know, the level that you're supposed to be at, and it's just like a regular battle again. So, it kind of I think that way would take more time than just going through the Palace of the Dead on your first run. Um, so that's what I did. But yeah, it's just it got very uh, hard to keep playing. It was like, um, when you eat a lot of food and you keep eating, you keep eating, you keep eating, and you're like. I mean, you're stuffed, and like mentally, I was stuffed from tactics game, this game. So, um, but I pushed through because I wanted, to, you know, want to beat it and get the, the platinum and everything. But I mean, I kind of do it to myself. You didn't like if you're gonna play this game, and you're not like a huge tactics fan, I would just do one route. The story isn't that like significantly different on the other routes. I mean, there's some stuff that happens in between, but the ending, the beginning, and the ending is basically the same. So, uh, and then, like, the battles aren't so bad. We're just playing, like, the main run, besides when you get to, like, the last dungeon. Um, 
but you know that's that's par for like most games like they make the last dungeon long um but yeah the the thing i really didn't like is the level cap because like i like to yeah play like play till i know i could do it and then i want to you know get through it basically and you can't do that for this kind of for this game um I do have a so I do already have like a negative bias towards these type of games because I I like them for like a little bit but as much as they want you to play these games I get like burnt out real quick so um, it kind of affects my rating so it's more of a personal rating than like an like I'm trying to be as uh, objective as I can because I know this is like a lot of people's favorite as like strategy RPG. Um, but I think after playing this and, um, what's the other one on Switch we played? Um, Triangle Strategy. Triangle Strategy. I think I like the, uh, um, Fire Emblem version better, where it's like paper, rock, scissors type thing, where I'm, I can steamroll if I, if I know what I'm like, what their weakness is and all that kind of stuff. I think I had more fun with those battles because they can be quicker. Um, there is a way to steamroll that, so I enjoyed that more than this game. So, um, yeah, I think I'm gonna. My score is two point five. Okay. Like I know it's I know it's a good game, but if you're not a big fan, it is a little over overstuffed I would say like time wise so a lot of people probably wouldn't finish it like your more casual people would probably play maybe 5 to 10 hours and probably be like oh this is what the game is and be done with it probably and just look up the, the story you know Kyle what about you alright um so for the battle system because I think Everybody got really deep into their overall in the last couple of minutes here. But for the battle system, um, enjoy the combat. Like I said, it's par for the course for strategy, tactical RPGs, whatever you want to call them. Chessboard movement, standard attack, skills, weight turn, all that good stuff. Um, it's kind of one of the flag bearers. I mean, I know there were other tactical strategy RPGs before this. But it was what set off Final Fantasy Tactics, which I think a lot of people can admit was got people into tactics games more than anything else um came out right after seven a lot of people love seven so i think that that in its own right you know they did a lot right in this version and i think a lot of games afterwards kept it xcom kept keeps a lot of what they do um trying to think of some other ones um but but there's a lot of tactical rpgs out there that that do what this game did and did somewhat originally um i think throughout the game the amount of like weapons armor spells that you can collect were entertaining enough to keep it going in the grindy end dungeons um i played about 184 hours and i'd say almost 100 of that was on auto battle um i was playing other games while doing it like the combat was fun but it's not in any way shape or form um chariot tarot was fun warren report was nice kept you interested in what was going on and what you had to collect and uh, i will say one of the things i really liked uh was the battle in brigantis i believe is the city name where they had mentioned earlier if you come in unequipped and unarmed and alone you'll get in free and you can actually do that you can go in with denim completely naked 
set him by himself and you won't fight the battle. I think that's pretty smart to do, um, even way back in the day. Dislikes. Um, so dislike, I thought the level cap was mostly annoying. Like, I get it and why it was there. And it's not even the fact that you can't steamroll stuff. It's just... So here's the best description. At the end of the game, you get to the Palace of the Dead. Your level cap is 40, regardless of what level you are. But you're fighting level 45 to level 50 characters. The game replaces difficulty by increasing the enemy stats where yours cannot increase. And that's what I don't like about the game. Like, I think it's tough. I like games that are crunchy, that are difficult. I love, um, uh, what is it, Tactics, uh... Person's literally caliber for 64. Like, I love that game. It's so deep. It's so difficult. It's so crunchy. But this game is just like, you know what? We don't even want to be smart about it. Here's just a guy who's 10 levels higher than you with 250 more attack than you have. You'll figure it out. And, like, I get it. I, I get what it was. I get what it was back in 95. I keep... You, you want to keep what's there, but I just think Tactics did it better and got smarter with it. Um, other dislikes, combat speed's tough, even at times two speed. This game could be a lot faster. I think they could reduce character combat speech by about 50%, because there was a lot. Um, and also the falling wiping out your characters completely sucked. I did not realize that happened, and it probably cost me about 20 hours in my first run through and then not having everyone equipped with non-fallable items in the early parts of the palace of the dead probably added another 45 hours of rewinding so <laughs> that uh those were my dislikes uh everything else kind of neutral didn't really matter overall score for me i'm gonna say 3.5 out of 5 quick question for you when you yes. say combat dialogues you talk about like when they use a spell or skill Absolutely. I think they do it a lot more than others, and it's the only thing that stops the um, oh. auto battle. So You can turn that off. Should have looked at that. I turned that off when I first did auto battle, which is a <laughs> unique thing we didn't mention, really, that I don't know any other game that you could just turn on auto for all your characters and just fucking the game plays itself. Uh, you can on tactics, too. Really? Because I never used that shit in tactics. I haven't either. That's the thing. It exists, but it's I don't use it. <laughs> There's another like, uh, popular SRPG that does that. That's like on its eighth one right now. It's coming out, so oh, I'll look it up here. Diego? Yeah. You can do auto battle and it just keeps going. Yep. In Disgaea? Disgaea. Or Disgaea, that's it. Disgaea, no. yeah, all the, the, the newer ones. Since when? And, what the fuck? I mean, I haven't played since uh, Absence of Justice, I think, which is like, three. The last, so, yeah, the last I one. I think even like La Pucelle Tactics does that. Yeah. There's a few. Really? Yeah. Damn. Okay. Yeah, I never. Anytime I see like auto, I'm like, I don't need that. That's it. So... I never use it. <laughs> Shit. All right. Well, a uh, pretty diverse spread of scores and opinions, which is great. It's always good to have uh, non. I guess a different variety of different opinions from everybody. Yeah. Uh, uh, non homogenous is usually better for discussion and stuff. But that leads us into music break number one. Uh, as has become tradition, it is the main theme of the game, and we are allocating it to Brent's pick. Uh, this track is titled Overture.
All right. Now for the meat and potatoes of the show, the story. <laughs> Except not really. Uh, so essentially, uh, this game has a little... Uh, when you start up the game and you get to the uh, main mini screen or whatever, the title screen... Um, if you let it sit, you get a, like, five-minute lore dump, I guess, video of, like, the current state of the world at the moment. And essentially what happened in the past was there was a bunch of civil wars, and this guy uh, named uh, Dragalua became, like, a, I guess, king or something. Like, he was a master general, and he, like, won the war, and he became king of the Valerian Isles. Uh, and through his like charisma and power, he like established peace for a long time. I think it's like 30, 40 years, something like that. Uh, but he died, and there was no like the like the government that was set up could not sustain like peace without his uh, I guess uh, power, whatever. Like the like the whatever the, the cult of personality thing is behind people that props up governments. Like there was so much reverence for this guy that everybody just did like the thing that was right because he, otherwise he'd fucking kick your ass, I guess. Uh, and then he died and then factions sprung up that split the country back into different, uh, like, uh, groups. And they, I guess mainly became, uh, focused between, uh, like a Galgastani, uh, the Balkans or the, what the hell? What the hell? Bomb, bomb, uh, background, backgrounds. Fuck, what are they called again? The damn people. Backrooms. Yeah, backrooms. Yeah, I think it's the backrooms. Uh, in the north, um, and then like the Wallster in the south, uh, and because of like the disparity in like populations and stuff like that, uh, there became this like ethnic racism that propped up where like uh the bakram were like we're superior race and the gagasani were like no we're also the superior race and then i guess the wallister just there were so few of them that they became like the the downtrodden group of people so i guess if i were to like class like make this like a class thing like the bakram were like upper class the gagasani were middle class and then the wallster were like lower class they were constantly like used as slaves and treated like human garbage and shit like that. Uh, and then Q, so many years later, uh, sort of this uh, like the impetus for the main character in this game is that the town that they're from uh, become, gets attacked by these uh, dark knights from Lotus, and uh, a bunch of people's like family gets murdered. Uh, the t uh, main character of Denim and his sister Kashua, uh, their uh, father gets kidnapped by these Dark Knights and taken away. Uh, and from that point on, uh, Denim, Kashua, and their friend Vice become like uh, members of the local resistance. Uh, or at least I guess that's the plan for them. They want to uh, resist the uh, Dark Knights and uh, join like the Wallister people in rebellion against the uh, Galgasani, who they're currently at war with. But they aren't actually officially part of the resistance yet, I think. Um, but they do get some information that the uh, this guy named Lancelot is coming in uh, around the town again sometime soon. 
Uh, and this is where there's like some confusion going on because the leader of the Dark Knights is named Lancelot, but there's also this there's roaming knight from um, it's not Lotus Zenobia, which is another country, uh, which is actually the country that the first game uh, March of the Black Queen took place in. So Lancelot uh, and his crew are characters from that first game, and so they're coming in, uh, but. Denim and Co. don't really know that they're not the same Lancelot yet, so they attack them um, and uh, fortunately don't kill anybody, but, but they have a conversation and Lancelot's like, oh, I hear your plight, and what we'll do is we'll help you guys out. Um, and from that point, uh, the, the group goes to meet the actual um, resistance leader, uh, Lord Ronway, who's currently being held captive in a castle. So with the help of uh, Lancelot and like actual real knights who aren't just like peasants trying to rebel or whatever, they're able to take the castle over, uh, kick out the Galgasani there, and free Duke Ron uh, Ronway, I think his name is. Um, and this guy's a real piece of work. But uh, he uh, like hails Denim and his group as like the new heroes of the Galgasani. I think. Uh, the hell's the damn castle called? Because they're the hero, they're the heroes of wherever the fuck the castle is. Uh, uh, is it you talking about Amorica? Or are you talking? I think about, so. Or Goliath? I think so. Because is it Goliath? Oh, Goliath. Goliath. Yeah, Goliath. Goliath. And um, you spend like the first chapter serving pretty much this guy Duke Runway, and you uh, are like, sent on missions to like capture key towns or push back the Galgastani forces. Uh, and near the end of the chapter, things like get really political. Uh, so the the leader of the Galgastani is uh, another duke. I think I can't remember his fucking name. Like he's not really that important to you as a player because he you don't really have any interactions with him. Uh, but he's leading the Galgastani, and uh, I think there's like a plan to because. Uh, the Wallister are still like the weakest group, but they even though they have support from Lancelot and his knights, they're still that's like st that's only one like unit, and they're still like uh, struggling in other fronts to kind of like keep the the lines or even like advance the territory. So Duke Ronway comes up with a strategy uh, that is to go to this town where a bunch of Wallister are currently enslaved and kill them all and uh, frame the Galgastan as just slaughtering this entire town. Um, and this is where the first uh, like path split you get for the storyline is. You can either go along with the slaughter, and that brings you to the law path for some reason. Uh, and then if you refuse to kill all these people, uh, it sends you on the chaos path. And so the repercussions of this are... No matter which path you choose, Vice, uh, who is your childhood friend, kind of. Uh, like, it, you see, as you play the game, like, he's a piece of shit a lot of the time. Like, no matter what you're doing, he always has the opposite opinion for some reason. So if you decide to kill everybody, he's like, no, this is wrong, and uh, he leaves. If you decide not to kill everybody, he it's like his... It's funny as shit, because his, like, uh, picture for his... Like, because every character over their top, they have a picture... Uh, his picture goes from, like, a normal person to immediately, like, evil, crazy bad guy. And, like, 
it doesn't like there's no like scene change it just happens like they'll be talking and you make the decision and he i guess it, it happens like in the law route too where he goes like from normal looking to like nightly or whatever uh but it's like the, the funniest fucking thing i've ever seen where like this dude is normal and you're like actually we're not gonna kill people and he goes like fucking joker mode crazy looking uh but so that's the two paths uh you either kill everybody or you don't but either way uh um, well, so somebody else has got to say what happens in the law path, but uh, at the at the chaos path, which is the path I chose, uh, you get framed uh, for uh, along with the Galgastan as being the guy who slaughtered everybody here in this town. So not only do the Galgastan hate you, but the uh, everybody that was in the resistance that you were part of also hates you and thinks you're a traitor to your uh, countrymen. And you're uh, be, you become a wanted criminal, and you're like on the run. Now, uh, you guys did the law path, right? So I'm assuming that happened just a slightly different way. Yeah, not really that different. So for the law path, uh, you choose to kill the Wallisters at Balmamusa under the Duke's plans. Um, that tries to get people to unite. You fight uh, Ravenous, um, or you, yeah, you. Fight against Ravenous here on the way out. She escapes, um, and that's really pretty much the only uh, difference right away until more towards the end of chapter two. Well, the, well, Vice becomes like you know the nightly guy, and it's like this is wrong. Yeah, do this, blah blah blah. Where like on the other path, he's like the complete fucking opposite, and you're just like, what? yeah. You, either way, he's against you. He's kind of your antagonist for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, but you're also not made a like a criminal, right? You're still part of the resistance. Right. Yes, yeah, you're just with the resistance. But the story itself, you go to the same towns. It's just what side you're on is, but hey, you're not being chased. You're moving along. The resistance, yeah. the resistance though, hate you because they know the truth. Mm -hmm. So they know that you agreed and you slaughtered everybody. So they're like, this guy's a dickhead. Yeah, you know, like, you know that archer chick that you get on the, uh, the chaotic path? Yeah. She, well, I mean, you get her on every path, I guess, but... Yeah, but yeah. she joins with Vice on the... Uh, law path on the law, and she still joins you later on the law path too. <laughs> yeah, no. but that's it. It's like it's slightly different, but it's really not. Um, yeah, a couple people know um, that you've done it, but it's not like everyone in the army knows or anything like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The main uh, the main difference, like chaotic path, like vice uh, dies on chaotic and neutral, where he will live on law, and. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can recruit Ravnus on the Law Path. Mm -hmm. or the yeah, Law Path, you can recruit Ravnus, but... Yep. It takes a while, because basically you gotta convince everyone that you're not, like... A... Well, you just basically say everyone's done some shit in this war, and then everyone's just like, oh yeah. Or no one... No... <laughs> We all are... Nobody's hands are clean. Right. Basically. Yeah, that's literally the path of law. It's just like, we're all kind of douchebags here, right? I'm the less douchebaggiest douchebag there is. And then you just keep going about it. Yeah, because uh, the whole, his whole, like, I don't know, his mantra is like, I just want to end the war. I want to unite our people, so I have to go to war to end the war. Yeah, I've seen my bad ways, and now I know I need to end this. So would you guys say that it's a fair assessment that the law path is the like uh like the corporate path like all right I'm going to work I'm doing the job I got to do and hopefully yes. the end is like justifies the means and then like the neutral path is like uh like contractor work or like I'm my own man uh I'm gonna make my own decisions 
and for good or ill, I'm going to do like what I think uh, I need to do at this particular point in time to survive. Mm-hmm. And then the chaos path is like the morality path where I'm not working at this company because it's run by a bunch of fucking crazy people. So I'm going to do like my own comp- my I'm going to start my own company and we're going to have blackjack and hookers and it's going to be great. Yes. Yep. That is a All good right. way to put it. I think really like those three between the law, neutral, and chaos doesn't matter as much as choices we'll get to later. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure, because like there's one like one impactful choice that changes the ending, like essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Otherwise, it's really like it all starts in one area, it expands, kind of like Mass Effect, but it's going to end up in the same two scenarios, no matter which route. Yeah. Yeah. The only big difference, if you're playing this for the first time, is you get different recruitable characters on each route. I think generally everybody says the law route has the best characters. Uh, the neutral route gives a good variety of characters, but a lot of them are just generics. Yeah. So they so. may be special generics, but they're mostly generics. And then the chaos has, like, a, I guess, the, a greater variety because uh, you get, like, the necromancer chick, and I think you get more access to the chicks that become shamans. You get so... all, you can get all the shamans in the chaos path. Where yes. I think you can only get three uh... in the other path. The law route gives you Ravnus and Ozma and Vice. Um, those three are pretty good. Actually, Junin's pretty good too. Uh, Zappin, okay. Oco, not really that great. Ravnus, okay. is, Ravnus is okay. She's the best. Like, uh, what's it called? The knight. What's the... Valkyrie. Knight. No, the what are those knights? Or no, Rune Knight. Right. No, not Rune Knight. White Knight. White Knight. She's like the new. She's the eldest. She she has the better stats if you look at them. Compare if you compare the two or the three. Mine didn't. Ravnus, my Ravnus had better stats than. Fair enough. Uh, Gildas and. Mirrodin. Yeah. So. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just the way I don't know. Um. Or she was quicker or something. I don't know. Might have been equipment too. Yeah. Well, I guess it doesn't really matter because you already have two of them. Where I think getting the uh, shamans was more beneficial to when you're playing the Palace of the Dead. Like, it's mm-hmm. nice to have four. I guess you can get five if you get uh, ch- change denim into one too. So you can get like up to five if you want to take the time and go through and uh, get some more of those. Uh, the class things that make it let you change them. Yeah. But but anyway, um law route, right? You can you can talk about law route if you want, but uh, I think we we just established that essentially yeah. it's all the same. Pretty much. Um so up at least at least up until chapter three, which I think maybe the the greatest divergence would happen. And now so I guess the the different routes only really affect the storyline in such that uh, how the character Denim arrives from being just a member of the Resistance to uh, becoming, I guess, technically in charge of the Resistance uh, or the, I guess, the the new uh, nation of the, the Wallister making or whatever. Um, and then from that, Chapter 4 is fighting... Uh, the Bakram people. I think the biggest difference between the chapter threes is that 
uh, like Vice and um, what's the other dude's name? Shoot, I written down. Uh, Leonar. Leonar, yeah. Like Leonar is like a total like piece of shit on the law route. Like he double crosses and triple. Like he tries to kill you after he kills the Duke, and he's like, "Well, he's a piece of shit in every route." I thought he was in the. Uh... You join him in neutral, don't you? Yeah, the neutral route. He's he's not that. He's not a bad bad guy. No, he's still he's a piece of shit on every route because he's the one that's working with the Duke on the plan to kill everybody and frame you. But in neutral, he's a piece of shit in arms. Well, the pro- so the problem is in neutral. <laughs> It's uh, well, for, I think I he's think like different... he's like it's like the double you know kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Well, in, where in, like in the neutral, like in the chaotic route, it's like it's what's best for the country. Where in the Lao route, it's what's best for him. Like I think that's the biggest difference. He's doing it because he wants to be the leader, whereas in the other, okay, route, he's doing it for his country, or at least that's what he's saying. Or uh, it's more I believed him when he said it. At least like the first up, the first two times I played through and I did the law one last, and I'm like, oh, he's just here for himself but then once he dies he's like oh i did it so people would like follow you because i had to be the bad guy so i'm like i don't don't know what's going on like it's kind of like he's all over the place it's whatever convenient for him i guess but i think in the end he really just wanted to rule but he got really like devious like in the in the law route like he was really plotting against the duke they can tell like he's like the duke we shouldn't do this duke we shouldn't do this and duke's like fuck you i'm gonna do what the fuck i want (laughs) <laughs> and then well, so it's it's almost like he he was a loyal uh servant and then his morals clashed like he couldn't bear the i guess the guilt anymore and then he, so that's when he uh like i don't say switched sides but uh was actively working against the duke yeah and then he uh or i guess and then tried the behind the scenes you. or whatever he kills the duke and then he tries to kill you to uh you know, say that you killed the Duke, basically. But then when you kill him, you're like, yeah, he killed the Duke, and now you have to, you know, I avenged him or something like that. So it's like a stole straw man type thing. A lot of the characters definitely feel like they have, uh, like, a plan, and then when a wrench gets thrown into the plan, they do something uh, because they have an opportunity to do it and they're trying to uh, I guess like make the best of what's going on because the history is written by the victors right so even if uh, at the time they're doing like fucked up shit if they, as long as they succeed then they can say whatever they wanted about the situation uh, just like the slaughter of the people of Balma Musa um, and all the plans that people have like on the different routes uh, like different things happen to the like the plot relevant characters like some people will get assassinated in one route in other routes they just get like killed on the battlefield and stuff like that so uh each route has like a different path that the characters take to arrive at their deaths for the most part and it's just like the flavor of uh how they die is different like on the chaos and neutral routes since vice is an evil assassin now he goes and assassinates people uh, whereas in the law route, he doesn't do that kind of bullshit. So essentially, like chapter two is about either uh, Denim running away from bounty hunters, or I guess in the law route, just making his way back to uh, Almorica. Yep. Um, and 
when you get there, uh, like so, on the on the chaos route, you're essentially just like trying to avoid being captured the entire time. Uh, but at some point, uh, you meet back up with uh, Vice, I think, and or you like you're on the run from Vice, but he keeps like uh, engaging in skirmishes with you or sending like bounty hunters after you. Um, and then you get to Elmorica and uh, you meet Leonar, and you can either decide to uh, work with Leonar again uh, and like have your name cleared, because this entire time you're trying to clear your name, or you can uh, say, go fuck yourself, Leonar, I'm not uh, working with you because you guys are a bunch of pieces of shit. Uh, I guess on the law route, it's slightly different. Yeah, because... Uh, so you're already working with them. You're already working with them, and then he tries to kill you. Okay. Yeah. And then, like, it's funny because he he di- like I was like I wonder how- he dies different every route. Like, uh, your sister kills him, and like the was it the, the neutral route, neutral and the chaotic route. Like, she be just is a piece bit. She becomes a piece of shit too towards the end. Like. Like she kills him, and then you're like, "Oh, that's okay. You can come join us still." <laughs> like she was like, "That's the route where he was trying to be like he's the good. He's kind of the good one." Where, uh, the chaotic route, you know? No, the neutral route. Yeah, the neutral route. He's he seems to be like a doing what's right for the country thing. Yeah. Even though uh, the duke's kind of a dickhead. And the Duke gets assassinated by Vice, I think. Yes, yes. Um, and, and then, then Leonardo Leonardo gets Vice. assassinated by Cachua. Yeah, and then Cachua is like, fuck you, I'm evil now. I'm in my goth phase and kills Leonardo. <laughs> so. Well, she never wanted the war in the first place. So I, she's got this weird, like, I guess the Japanese thing they got with, like, brother-sister love yeah. shit going on. And she's like in love with Denim, kind of? Or, because she's always like, uh, you're my only family. You're my you're my only family. Me. You can't leave me. Why do you leave me all the time? Uh, and, like, every time she says this shit, I'm like, yeah, the, like, you've been on the battlefield with me, with me half the game. Like, I don't know what the hell your problem is. Like, you've been there. This war's been going on the whole time. It's like, you can't just not have the war. Like, you can't just stop. Like, that's why it's, like, annoying every time, like, she leaves. You're like, okay. Like, what do you want me to do? And I think that's what Denim's thing is. Like, what am I supposed to do? Just not fight well, and then run away? And, like, the... Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so... Well, it's like, for him, it'd probably be like, my hand's already bloody. I can't just, like, stop. Like, I have to... I've committed to this now. I'm going to see it through the end, whether I live or die. Way, he's trying to make up for that, you know, all those people that got slaughtered. Like, if, he probably feels terrible for all those people that died. And he can't just, like... Now I'm gonna run away, and that all those deaths mean nothing to him. Like you know, yeah. Probably, in my my mind, he's like haunted by it. You know, even if you choose to do it or you don't do it, it still happens, and he's got to live with it. That's why I think he doesn't. Uh, his sister can't sway him to leave because he's like already too in, in. He's in too deep. He can't. Yeah, and she doesn't understand just... that, and that's why she's a bitch. Well, it's cause she uh, she also hasn't been the one that has to be forced into these positions, I guess. Even though it, it, from the very beginning of the game, though, she's like, "I don't want to do this. What are we? Why are we fighting? We can't just like go live our lives." But that's I don't know if that's like a commentary on the people that are like pacifists, 
They're like, it doesn't matter what happens. There's always going to be war. There's always going to be people dying. I just want to live my life away from all this, if possible. Uh, but then there's also like the side that's like, well, uh, what's those like those memes where they're like, first they came for the fucking Jews uh, and didn't say anything, and then they came for the fucking whatever and didn't say anything, and now they're coming for me, kind of like philosophy. Yeah. Where like if you don't stop one group of people from being persecuted eventually it, it's going to happen to you too so right. it's you got to take a stand at some point and like fight for everybody's rights even if you don't get anything from it at the time because you don't know if it'll be you next well you, yeah it's like so. it's like the, it's like the theory of like you either run from the problem or you run into the problem either way the problem's still going to catch up with you so you might yeah. as well take take it now and ha it's less work to go right to the problem in the long run because you're just tackling it now and getting it over with where if you're running from the problem it's always there you know right there behind you sure you might be able to even like have some kind of plan to counteract the problem as opposed to just not having anything when it eventually reaches you and you have less resources to manage the situation or something yeah so that's like that's like the first uh, RPG show philosophy section, I guess. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I guess in you know, regards to the plot, um, either you join Lenar or you don't, uh, and then he dies. I don't think he dies right away uh, on Chaos because he uh, dies. I think near the end of Chapter Three, a uh, neutral. He dies in Chapter Three on all of them, all in that same yeah. place. Either you kill him or Catchua kills him in the other two routes in that same, like, area. Yeah. Uh, so essentially, like, Chapter 2 and 3, are you either rejoining the Resistance or, like, I guess, you, you still, take... like, trying to fight the Resistance, I guess, in the Chaos route? Yeah, the Chaos uh, route, you, like, take over the Resistance. And the other two, you you join, but then the Duke gets taken out some way or another, and you still become the head of the Resistance. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah, so that's pretty much the first third of the game, kind of. Well, I guess the first half of the game, because Chapter 4 is long shit. Uh, chapter 4 starts... Uh, well, I can't remember. Like, Do you learn about uh, your dad still being alive? I think around the end of Chapter 3, right? Around there? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because, like, you go and fight some of the Dark Knights, and they're like, oh, we've got... Uh, God damn, what do they call them? Uh... The damn priests, they got a name. Whatever. Uh, we got your dad. His name's, uh, his name's Prancet. Uh, yeah, Prancet, but uh, okay. like... Ob Obuna. There we go. Obuna Prancet. It's a whatever fuck religious position he's in. Uh, so I guess, yeah, I guess some background history is like your... Obuna Prancet is your dad, kind of... Uh, who was a priest, like equivalent of like a church. Uh, I guess maybe, what are they called? Like deacons or something? The deacon of a church. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. in, in Christianity. Um, and it, he, he adopted uh, Denim and Kashua as a favor to his brother, who is actually the Bakram leader, um, which you, know, you find all this stuff out as you go along in the, in the plot. Uh, but then actually, uh, like as you learn in chapter four, or I think maybe like late chapter three, because uh, that's when Kashua leaves, uh, that Denim is actually not his kid, and neither is Kashua. 
and Denim is actually the uh the nephew of the Bakum guy. I can't remember his fucking name. Uh, no, actually, is he Denim? Is he Prince's actual kid? Oh, they don't really say. But I can't remember. He's like. Because he's like the well, no, yeah, I think he actually might be because Prancid is the brother of the leader of the Bakum dudes now, and Kashua is the daughter of the old king. Although, yep. like the illeg- illegitimate daughter, because she was birthed by a handmaid, I think. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and the queen was pissed off about that. And uh, so that her mom died in childbirth, and so the whole, the whole reason they're chasing Prancet, uh, the Dark Knights, is because they know that he uh, knew Manaphora, which is Kashua's mom, and knew something about the baby. They just don't know exactly who the baby is yet. But then I guess they they kidnap Prancet, they torture him, and they find out that Kashua is actually the daughter, and so she's technically the rightful ruler of Valeria, and. Uh, you, like, I get, they find her and tell her this, and she uh, joins them for whatever reason. I guess she thinks maybe it'll end the war faster if she's just ruler. Because that's her whole goal, right? She doesn't want the war to go on because she wants her brother back. But she also, I guess, maybe gets, like, twisted by the Dark Knights, because they're like, he's not actually your blood brother. You have no family. The only thing you have is ruling Valeria. And uh, I guess because Denim's like fighting and she feels lonely that she like I guess believes that. Uh, so that's her motivations for leaving. And chapter four, like you, Denim finds a bunch of this stuff out, and so uh, like the first half of chapter four is him trying to get Kashua back, and trying to get back uh, into her good graces because he's like, I don't care if we're not related by blood, we are siblings. You're my sister. I'm gonna love you forever and that's just how that is and depending on you like your choices either she believes you or she's like no you're lying to me the only way that i'm going to ever like you're ever going to be happy is if i'm gone and then like just fucking kills herself uh which this is like the major i guess uh branching point for the endings because technically, to get the good endings, she has to be alive and she has to be the ruler of Valeria. Uh, but you can become the ruler of Valeria for a very short span of time if you become the Lord, uh, because she's dead. Uh, sound right so far? Yep. Yep, you got it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. So. <laughs> After like whatever happens here, so I got uh, I got the path obviously where uh, Kashua kills herself, um, and you can I guess go from there to Heim, uh, which is the like the capital of the Bakram state, and uh, you fight your way over there. Um, you learn, like, everything gets out where, like, Duke Runway was the one that uh, assassinated all, or, like, the wiped out the whole town. Um, and uh, so, like, the, the resistance's relevancy becomes called into question. Um, Lancelot's forces are defeated 
uh, at Heim, and uh, Denim kills uh, his uncle, uh, Branta, or whatever the fuck his name is. Uh, but the survivors of the Dark Knights use uh, the stolen sword uh, from Zenobia, called Brunhild, to break the seal on a portal leading to the Demon Realm. And uh, they try to use the power of like the demons to repel Denim's army, but they're defeated. Um, and then I can't remember, like, you have to go to the Hanging Gardens at this point, or is that before, like you already at the Hanging Gardens for all this shit? You're at the Hanging Gardens already. Yeah, okay. Uh, eventually, it's revealed that the previous king, uh, Golgaria, uh, or whatever, uh, was deeply saddened by the death of his wife, and he made a pack, a pact with the demons to uh, resurrect her. Uh, and instead, he becomes an ogre. Which is one of like the ancient like demons that fought against the gods way 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 back. Um, and so during this, he uh, is like resurrected and be he's returning to try to reclaim his dominion over Valeria. Uh, but Denim and his army repel uh, Dagara, and uh, Warren sacrifices himself to seal the portal to the demon realm back up. Um, and then, depending on if Kachua's alive or not, either Kachua is crowned queen and she, like, unites the country and so it's, like, a peacetime, or uh, either Denim is crowned king and Valeria is conquered by Lotus, or he gets assassinated during his inaugural speech. Um... Vice, like, so there's different character endings depending on if they're alive in the story outline or not. Like, Vice is either dead already, uh, or uh, he becomes, like, an ally to Kachua. Um, uh, I guess in all endings, uh, Lancelot, the one from Zenobia, stays in Valeria, and uh, the rest of his army goes back to Zenobia with the sword. Uh, and then Lancelot uh, Tartarus, which is the guy from Lotus, returns to Lotus. Uh, then, like, all the other different characters can have, like, their own different stuff, depending if they're alive or not. Uh, that's essentially the main plot of the game. Then, I guess there's, like, extra stuff in Coda, but I haven't done the Coda stuff yet. Sounds good. <laughs> all right. It's uh, a lot of, like, not as detailed as normally I would go through, but there's a lot of, like, towns and shit and lots of, like, intricacies with the plot, but that's essentially what it is. Uh, so I guess, uh, what do you guys Hold can on. go first for your likes or dislikes? Uh, I suppose I can start. Um, so, story-wise, I liked the start of the story. I thought the Wallister crew was pretty interesting uh, right away between Denim, Katua, and Vice in the first chapter. Side characters, uh, they were pretty cool. There were some good ones. I thought Azultan was good. Halbrim had a good story. Ozma as well. Um, and good Lancelot, not bad Lancelot. Um, MVP story, the Zenobian crew, Gildas, Canopus, and Mirrodin, awesome. Uh, I thought they were really fun and uh, and interesting overall. Um believe that ties in the other games as well, so 
kind of cool there. Uh, on the villain side, the Dark Knights, Lowe's Lorien, um, they were fun at the start, but kind of faltered more towards the end. Um, there were some twists, some uh, unexpected things of the story, and I ended up getting the Lord with the assassination on my first run through. So that was on the like side. On the dislikes, I think it just gets stale. Um, pretty quickly there's uh not a lot that breaks anything up you kind of just get dumps and then you do some random battles here and there and you don't really get a whole bunch of information a lot of the story battles you're fighting bosses that have like three lines to say to you but they're important for some reason i guess enough to be in the warren report um so yeah uh they just didn't really put a lot behind it you can see similarities between this story and tactics again same team same writers all that Tactics does this better. Um, send us emails if you want to talk more about that. I'm ready for it. But Tactics does the story a lot better. It's more condensed. It's more solid. Um, but they don't do... They try a lot here. I think they just did too much. Um, enemies get boring towards the end. I think Cat was a really weak villain. I think basically people are like, hey, you know, you're the daughter of the uh, of the king the old king so let's just kind of have you go with us and fuck everyone up because your brother didn't want to hang out with you because you're in the middle of the war and he didn't want to run away cool great good motivation there um otherwise the the world that they built is is nice like i do like that you have a couple of games in this um again persons of lordly caliber i really enjoy that game kind of like that they have the the built-in um semi-related stories there but but overall i didn't play my 180 hours of this game for the story of of the king and sleeping with his um, you know, maiden or uh, is uh, his maid keeper and uh, becoming a demon lord. Like it just didn't. I didn't really care at the end of the day, honestly. Um, so my score on this, I'm gonna give it a three out of five. Little better than average, but it, it just it drags. It drags hard. Okay, uh, Kevin. What about you? Uh, uh, maybe I've played too many games. Uh this point but like all the name like they dump too many names at me or maybe i'm getting old or something i can't remember but like i had no idea what was going on in the beginning because there's just so many like this is this thing and this is this town and this is this guy and um and then you're in the battle and then it's like i didn't know who was who and what was what so i kind of was like not invested in a lot of what was going on and I don't know, as we got going, like, some of the, I mean, like, I get it, it's a Super Nintendo, so a lot of the stuff was probably really good back then, um, now it's kind of like, I don't know, tropey, um, you have your best friend that betrays you, or, you know, your sister betrays you, you know, it's like stuff that's, you know, probably then was probably, like, groundbreaking at the time, but now it's kind of like, old hat, and like, you can see it coming now, like, a mile away, like, way vice is always like questioning you and stuff at the beginning you're like okay i know where this is going like he's your buddy but he's kind of a shithead at the same time you're like okay he's probably gonna double cross me and he does uh or whatever you pick he does the opposite he doesn't really have your back i think he's in love with your sister the whole time but uh that probably has something to do with it or he's jealous of your sister's love whatever it doesn't matter um but uh, it was just kind of like cringy to me. I'm like, ugh. 
okay, so here this is going. Um, I didn't really get invested in the characters too much. I did like the crew, like you're saying. I do uh, the Lancelot and all those, like the the brothers and the the winged guy, the Zenobians. Zenobians. Um, and I think they're the best characters of the game in the game. But they that's probably because they've been in other games, so they have a lot more backstory and you can see they're a little bit more developed. Um, where everyone else is kind of like they have a the like the. To me, it felt like they just had like a base layer and nothing else more depth. To, they didn't have a lot of depth to them. Besides, like, the sisters were, like, oh, yeah, you grew up with them or all that stuff, but I don't um, I guess that's kind of not really the point, but uh, I don't know. I just, I didn't get, nothing hooked me, um, and then the battles were, there wasn't, like, a good balance between story and gameplay, uh, and the story did get, like, there is, it was some interesting parts, but... I guess I wasn't too interested in it in the in the end of the day. Um, so I guess the other thing I didn't really like is how fight like some characters are consistent like through the play like all the three playthroughs and some are like like we we're talking like they're different every playthrough like a different route you take and I felt like they should have been more consistent because just because you make one decision doesn't change their whole. Like even if it if it was like a cause and effect type of thing, but like Vice instantly just going one way or the other when uh, whichever path you pick, kind of like I don't know, didn't sit well with me. I, I was like, fuck that. Um, so I don't know for being like like I said, being a, a Super Nintendo game, it's got a lot to it, and yeah, for the time it was probably great, but now kind of. It's okay, um, but I, the balance wasn't good for me, so I'm going to give it a two and a half. Okay. Uh, I, I definitely uh, agree with you both on like the like the storyline being kind of not as focused as something like Final Fantasy Tactics, and I think that's because they tried to do three routes. Yeah. And uh, like with Vice betraying you, uh, like coming like not coming out of nowhere, uh, like quote unquote, because like it's like you said, it's obvious. But just like his heel switch, like how he could be like on the chaos path, uh, like kind of opposed to this, and then all of a sudden you say, "No, I'm not doing it," and he's like, "Oh no, that's a great fucking idea." It's like uh, that doesn't really feel totally consistent. Yes, that's 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 what I felt right right there. That's what I was trying to say. It's like if they're gonna pick have three different paths it's like three different paths like with the same story you know what i mean like the same characters but it's like now i'm a whole different character because i'm on this path it, it just doesn't feel right yeah it's definitely uh like kyle was saying and you guys said earlier like a, a rough draft of tactics and i think they learned that you don't need three routes for replayability if you have a like a solid gameplay loop yeah. because i've I've played like tactics like FFT so many times through and it never got stale uh, because the, like the combat was uh, like uh, consistently um, like you can make it uh, fast uh, like at each encounter you can kind of pull through like bolt rush through it or you can like try different 
uh, like strategies with the different character classes and jobs or whatever and like still play the game differently but it's still like is fast to get through an area like you don't feel like you're stuck there for 45 minutes to an hour in each battle yeah um and like the plot itself uh focuses more on ramza and his journey as opposed to uh this plot which is an overarching war story where they throw a lot of um like meaningless i would say character uh dialogue with characters you don't ever actually interact with uh and a lot of the times like the motivations don't seem to matter too much because the different routes you arrive at the same like uh location each time so it's interesting to see like the different ways that the characters uh i guess interact and uh go along through their paths but also it's it's kind of like it's one of those things where like is every character like it is fate like a thing like everybody's fated to arrive at the same path or was it just like a convenient th a thing they had to do with the plot because they didn't want to actually make three different branching paths for chapter four uh they and they're just using this as like a, a kind of a gimmick i would say for the storyline like oh yeah we've got three different storylines um i will say though it is uh i guess a nice gameplay separation i guess involving the story where you recruit different characters on each path uh and you get i guess more time with some of the characters and like so on the neutral path uh you have like uh, uh god name divald and his sister uh ovi, ovi something i can't remember her name is right now uh i think they're like they're enemies on the law path maybe the chaotic path too uh, uh so it's persedia Cressida, uh, right? Daughter of Naiba. Isn't yeah. that... No, I thought her name was an O. It started with an O. Because she's technically... Oh, Olias. Sorry, Olias. the yeah. other. Yeah. And the brother technically... T-Build, and they're both... the, And then they're yeah. related to Cressida. They're all like... Yeah. yeah. Olias, so... Diabold, and Cressida. Yeah. Uh, if you go through... So if you go through the Palace of the Dead with, on the neutral path, which I guess you guys didn't do, because why would you? Um, you get story with Nybeth. And there's like a lot of like plot dump with that whole contained story. And so uh Divold is the son of Nybeth, but his head is only the actual part of him that's still him because he was put onto a different body. Uh Ova what the hell did you say your name was? <laughs> o Ovilius or something? Yeah. Olius. 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 He's trying to add a B because I guess it's like Ovili <laughs> or something. Um but she is. She says she's the daughter of Nymeth, but she's actually the wife whose soul was put into the daughter's body or something. Uh, and then Cressida is the actual only untainted daughter, I guess. So it's like a weird thing where Nymeth just experimented on his whole family because he's a fucked up piece of shit. But like that's kind of stuff that's like you won't get on like the other routes because you don't get the characters on your team so it's cool that you have like all this character specific uh, like lore stuff going on uh but the actual plot is uh kind of whatever uh for the overarching story um yeah which is i guess disappointing but i guess like you said before it's nes quality yeah where they they only can do so much with whatever constraints they have for the hardware yeah, what which they, I understand. Yeah, like at this That's point, a good point. Like, in this time, like 
when they're making this game, they should. I think that ga- like the story would have been a lot better if they focused just on one good path, like put the good elements of all those into one path instead of having three. And I think this would have been a better experience because you would have more depth and uh, more focus on like. I agree. Things. That's why I mentioned Fantasy Tactics because like they could focus on Ronza and his and his like his different. Uh, I guess states of mind, I guess, through the different chapters, like where he is as a person, like because he's still like the first chapter, he's still a child, like a naive kid, pretty much. Chapter two, he's still kind of naive, but he's like, oh wow, the world like kind of sucks. And then chapter three, he's like, wow, the world really fucking sucks. And there's like this hidden plot going on behind the scenes, and I'm gonna do what's right and try to figure it out. And then like chapter four, he's like, all right, I'm really balls deep into this shit. <laughs> and I, I'm not going to. I'm probably not going to live at the end of this, but I need to like save the world, kind of thing. Whereas Denim in this is like chapter one. He's like, uh, I want to be in the resistance because that's like the right thing to do. And then chapter two and three are kind of like, depending on what path you're on, it's like I'm doing what's right or I'm just doing what I got to do to survive, whatever. And then chapter four, it's just like, well, I guess I have to either support Kashua or be the king and end the war. So it's not a very like, yeah, not much depth to it. Yeah, it, you don't yeah. really get attached to like the character or the characters too much. Like I feel like the uh, the secondary characters you recruit oftentimes have more uh, like compelling stories than Denim does. Yeah, and the thing is, even like on the the route where Vice doesn't die, like after that chapter, he he just is like a like a statue. He doesn't say anything. He's just there. Yeah. Like the law route? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, he doesn't add much. His, like, plot relevance is, like, relegated to nothing, basically. Like, he has... Well, it's a... In a game where the, like, the main characters can, and, like, the I guess the plot relevant characters can die in combat, you can't, I guess you can't really do that. Even though there's lots of times where the dialogue changes if some characters are dead or not, so I don't know why they didn't do that for every character, but... Uh... I guess it's, it'd be like one or two throwaway lines where like somebody would normally say something and another character just says something for them instead because they're not alive anymore. Uh, which is like a neat little thing, but it's not enough uh, because it doesn't add to like the actual meat and potatoes of the plot, which is itself not, I guess, substantial enough uh, for this kind of game. Uh, or I guess for this, this type of story they're trying to tell, which... Again, like we said, it's probably due to being made in, like, 96 and shit, so. Uh, that being said, uh, for what it is, I think it's, like, a middle-of-the-road, uh, like, military fantasy plot, and I read a lot of military fantasy stuff, so, uh, like, initially, it really caught my attention, uh, but then it fizzled out near the end where it, uh, like I said before, for all those reasons, just kind of, like, it's whatever, it's okay. Uh, it definitely, uh, as Kyle said, you don't play this game for the story. Uh, but it, it does an okay enough job carrying the characters through the plot and making you, I guess, want to play it. Like, you don't want to play it because you want to find out what's going on, but uh, you're playing it and you're like, okay, this is interesting information. Sometimes. Uh, and then again, uh, as it, as Kyle said, with the... Uh, the attacking that one castle you can either go in fully armed or completely unarmored and by yourself and they mention that in the in the dialogue so uh 
if you're actually paying attention to the to the dialogue, you can have uh, like influences on your uh, on the gameplay, and you can make the game easier or more difficult uh, as it is. So, uh, for me, three out of five. All right. Okay, Dougie. Musical break number two. Uh, this is my pick, and I'm picking a song called Fight It Out. I think it's just uh, a combat song, and uh, it sounds pretty good, so that's why I'm picking it. So enjoy.
visuals. Uh, I don't think we have to explain like what this is, how the game looks. <laughs> so, uh, who hasn't gone first yet? Kevin. Sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's sixteen-bit uh, SNES graphics. Um, it's like Final Fantasy Tactics, but not as detailed. Uh, the characters, models, um, they're for the most part unique, but they still kind of have that generic look to them, uh, because you can't get too details with the 16 bits. Um, they might have, like, unique clothes or armor or something, but then once they added, like, you know, more modern, like, portraits, so those look pretty good. Um, but... I guess, uh, <laughs> it looks, I mean, it looks good for what it is, uh, and I have no issues with playing, like, a 16-bit game, but, you know, I, I grew up with that, uh, I don't think anything looks terrible, but I think, you know, some of the stuff does look kind of generic to me, um, besides, like, the portraits or whatever, like, the portraits I like, uh, the, the drawings or whatever, artistry was pretty good um i don't know i think it's a three and a half it's, it looks good i have i'm not too uh versed on artistic stuff like that but uh i guess the the, the units you do fight are kind of well they're very generic as well so that's kind of like but like i said it's an snes game it is it, it, it that's what you got so i think for what the, when it came out and what it is, I think it looks really good. So, three and a half. Okay. Uh, Kyle, how about you? Right. Um, so, Remaster was touched up from the Super Nintendo Famicom PSP era, but um, kind of like Kevin said, there's just not a whole lot to write home about or talk about. Like, special effects are okay. Maps are okay, you know, it's your isometric uh, graphics you're going to get with most S or TRPGs. Um, you can interact with some stuff on the battlefield. Uh, none of it's spectacular. Like, it came out in 95, makes sense. But if you're going to remaster a game, maybe put a little something into it. Like, um, we're doing this a couple of days after the most recent uh, Nintendo Direct release with the new Super Mario RPG graphics, and, like, those look really good. Like, you can you can put something into these games if you want to, but we know this was kind of a cash grab, and they're just like, hey, whatever. Um, they're not terrible. They're plainly average. That's really what I can say about this game. The graphics are plainly average. You won't notice anything weird. Nothing's going to look great either. Um, overall, for me, I guess, like, to, to get it all together, likes... The overall aesthetic's cool. Um, it's not bad. Nothing looks terrible. But there's nothing cool about it either. Um, there's a couple of overused assets. I think there's two kinds of chairs in the entire game. Um, every throne room is exactly the same except the color palette. It's bland. Um, yeah, what... I'm just going to give it like a two and a half. <laughs> yeah, there's there's nothing good or bad about it. It's so plainly average. Yeah, I guess for the remaster, they could have like... For the overworld map, you know, they could have made some unique, you know, the castles. Anything. Yeah, the castles could have looked different. 
but it's just like you know your basic SNES graphics. So I guess grading on that scale, it's a little di- like it, it is kind of subpar. They didn't update anything. Yeah, and, and that's the difference between I think yours and mine. Like they did a great job back then, but now it's just like what? Yeah, okay. I should have just gotten the PSP version on Steam. Okay. Uh, uh, so I'm kind of in agreement that the graphics look like a Game Boy Advance game still. Like, if I'm not mistaken, it looks very similar to, like, the Night of Lotus on the Game Boy Advance. Uh, which is... Okay with me? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, like, I'm not a graphics whore at all. Uh, like, I, I think... Well, it looked like the... Like you said, the new Super Mario RPG remake. Uh, looks good. Uh, I will agree that it looks good, like with the 3D stuff or whatever. I just, I guess, have nostalgia nostalgia bias, and uh, I think a game that was uh, pixelated should remain pixelated. Like I saw the Star Ocean HD remake shit, and like this looks not good to me. Uh, like the the clashing PS1 era sprites with the new age mm-hmm. 3d background i'm like this does not look good to me it's visually distracting uh like they should have had a consistent uh, we're not talking about Star Wars 2 but uh like either keep the graphics pixely or make it all 3d which is what super mario rpg remake did so mm-hmm. uh, agree uh, it's like a weird clash the wood stuff and for this i don't know what they would have they could have done to update the graphics to make them modern without just making them sharper which is what it looks like they did they made all the pixels uh, i guess more detailed uh and some of the stuff looks 3d ish while maintaining the pixelated like vibe uh which i'm i'm totally fine with it just looks like uh up like a really updated pixel game uh my only i guess Detractions would be that, uh, like most games, they use 3D visuals for like the effects, which sometimes looks a little weird, uh, like when you're casting a spell. But for the most part, everything looks okay to me. Uh, like the drawing, the portraits, and the full scale uh, drawings of all the characters when you see them are uh, well done. Uh, it definitely captures like the medieval vibe. Um, and I guess a lot of, like, the the stages are distinct enough in design, uh, but, um, I think you mentioned before, like, it's all samey looking, uh, like, for a place that's supposed to have, like, a bunch of, like, ethnic diversity, like, the towns all look the same, no matter if you're in the Barkham territories, or you're in Gagstan, or you're in uh, Wallster, like, it's the same buildings, um, so I guess there could have been like some arch- architectural like nuance like uh, identity put on some of the locations because otherwise it's it doesn't look like you're finding anywhere different uh, like the deserts look like a desert the mountain areas look like the mountains the swamp areas look like a, the same swamp area wherever you're at 
uh, there's nothing like visually distinct, which is like I guess normally uh, like a detraction in, in the games where they're like, oh, you're obviously in the fire shrine because there's fire fucking everywhere. But games do that to add like visual um, like distinctiveness to different zones. So you're like, oh, I'm in a different place. Whereas uh, this game, everything feels like it's the same, which I suppose is the point because like you're just on like random battlefields in the middle of nowhere sometimes, uh, or, or like at, at cities, but it's like in the same vein, like you could have done, I guess, something more visually distinct with like the cities uh, that you're fighting in. Because like every castle fight looks exactly the same to me, like you're in another castle and it's the same stone. Uh, like it's usually like you're at the entrance to the castle and maybe the entrance is a little different like you've got like a slope to go to go up and like okay like so this is a different a different way to uh tackle this kind of uh battle i guess but there's nothing visually distinct about what's going on it's the same it's it might as well just be the same place i just fought before um and the only thing i guess that they do to like mix up, mix stuff up would be more like a gameplay thing they'll just add holes fucking everywhere uh, like in like Palace of the, the Dead and stuff, and it's like uh, it still looks the same. Like I'm still in the same area, but now there's holes and shit, so that's cool. Uh, so for me, I'd give visuals a three out of five. All right. Um, so music slash voice acting. Uh, I guess I'll go first for this one. Uh, the music is phenomenal uh the voice acting is also phenomenal there are uh some characters that are flat but that's i don't think that's because of the voice acting direction i think that's because the character is how they're written uh and then you have like some characters that are very animated like uh, zapan Uh, like i saw like i hadn't recruited him yet but i've watched like some like uh, character dialogue stuff on youtube and he is incredibly like hilarious like he'll have some interactions with the cannabis sometimes the cannabis will have like interactions with other uh, npcs and like there's some very char- there's some characters that are very distinct that have really good personalities that comes out through the voice acting uh and it really just elevates the character and then uh some characters are just kind of like eh, whatever they're like i guess it's mainly like the generic npc dudes that you fight they're just like oh eh, whatever some people just rec- recorded the voice line which is fine it's whatever um, I don't know if this is like a pro or con, but a lot of the music in Ogre, in Tactics Ogre and Ogre Battle in general is reused, uh, which I don't, some people might have a problem with that, but I don't have a problem with that because like, I like Matoi Sakuraba and he uses a lot of tracks in his games. Uh, and so it's almost like a, like a blast from the past to hear like a song that you've heard in a game you played before, uh, which is how it is in this game like the the overall uh like the map screen music it's the same as it is in uh ogre battle 64 uh if i'm not mistaken like the shop music is the same uh a lot of the like fight music is the same uh for, for uh but the difference would be like you're actually like in an encounter in this game and it has the whole sound the sound the, the song whereas in like ogre battle 64 it'd be like the song that's playing on the the map that you're fighting on but then there's an actual combat theme when you get into a fight so uh it's still cool like to hear some of that music i think a lot of it was updated maybe like more orchestral for this obviously because it's not like uh chiptoony shit that would probably be on this super nintendo Uh, i haven't heard 
that version of the music. Uh, but I think overall, this is probably the best part of the game. Uh, I'd give it a 4.5 out of 5. Uh, shit, who the fuck's the composer? I should probably look that up. Uh, somebody else could talk while I'm looking that up. Uh, yeah, I'll go. Uh, yeah, I definitely agree with you. The best part of the game is the music and the voice acting. Uh, there's a lot of good music tracks to pick from. Um, if you want to just listen to it, uh, any track you have uh, heard already, you can look it up in the Warren Report. You can play it anytime you want. Um, and yeah, all the voice actors, like, they definitely give character to uh, whoever they're portraying, so they do a very, very good job. Um, so I think if they could have, you know, they, they did the best they could have what was written. Um, so it definitely uh, adds to the characters, but you know, the cal- characters being shallow, it can, they can only do so much. So, um, but yeah, I enjoyed all the the audio for the music and the voice acting. So I'm also gonna give it four and a half. Uh, all right, so the composers are Hitoshi Sakamoto and Masaharu Iwata, who also composed the soundtrack for Final Fantasy Tactics. So, much like everything else about this game and Tactics, they're like, oh, all right, we have a, a thing we want to do, and we're just going to make it the best we can for Final Fantasy Tactics. Cause, yep. And on PlayStation. Uh, it definitely makes yep. sense of how, why Tactics was so good, because it's like they already had a, they had a trial run. And it's yeah. like, what worked, what didn't work, okay... We're gonna make a better version of what we already did, and they did. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. Like I said earlier, it's why Su- or Suiko Two is so good compared to One. Like they tried it, they figured it out, and then they perfected it. Great way to do games. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, that's a good way to do everything. But yeah. I feel like a lot of, unfortunately, like a lot of devs maybe don't get the budget anymore. If something like their first iteration didn't work out so well, and people are like we're not giving you another chance. So you'd have to be, like, right place, right time. Uh, I guess right circumstances or whatever for some of this stuff. Or have and, the right, you know, pers- right person that believes in you. Like, they saw, yeah. they see the first game, and you're like, hey, I, here's some money. You do that, but better. So. Right. Uh, yeah, get mining quick. You guys covered it really well. Um, I think they hit a lot, like... I love that they reuse the other music from the other games. I played a lot of Persons of Lord of the Caliber. I know it's like the weirdest one of all of them, but when I hear those same songs, like it just gets me back in that playing these games kind of mode. Like I just see myself in it. The fact that they did it with the orchestral accompaniment, absolutely fantastic. Tons of songs you can pick. Um, and the voice acting's really good. Like it's really really good i was surprised Uh, a lot of games they do okay but they don't hit it right or they're a little weird or accenty or old-timey this one has a maybe just a slight bit of that but but 90 percent of the characters are spot on um i'm also going to give it a 4.5 out of 5 like it's it's just good it's best part of the game everyone's right so i think my why I like the voice acting so much, even though it's like it's slightly like Europeany, Britishy, accenty, is it's not making. I, I feel like it's not making a mockery of that. Like mm-hmm. uh, like stuff like Dragon Warrior, Dragon Quest, or whatever. When they have like uh, the characters talking, they'll be like, "Oi, Govna, welcome to the fucking." World. And I'm like, "Dude, no, who the fuck talks like that? Nobody does that shit mm-hmm. anymore." But in this, like, they are treating like the people speaking like they're actually people speaking. 
and mm -hmm. like uh even if they have different um uh like uh like like class backgrounds i guess like i said before like high like high upper class upper class middle class whatever like they they speak like they're from that class but they don't treat it like uh like mean or whatever like they're not like the poor people are not all like oh i fucking don't brush my teeth uh what you doing for dinner or whatever fuck shit and the, like the rich people or whatever the upper class people are always like oh you fucking peasants uh you don't t talk to me like that kind of like vibe like they talk like people uh, 100% acting, agree. The voice yeah. actor reflect that, and it just feels natural, and it feels uh, like a lot of, like I said before, a lot of people have like a, the personality of the characters comes through the voice, and it's just phenomenal. Mm -hmm. It's a great job. Yeah, I feel like they're not trying to force the accents more than the accents fit the scenario. Mm -hmm. Well, that finishes this section. So, who's got musical break three? Uh, that's me. Um, and my pick is Showdown. Uh, I think it's when you fight Vice, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I just like that music. Um, so here is Showdown.
Alrighty. Overall experience. As Brent would say, it is expectations versus reality. As I would say, it's however the fuck you feel about it, I guess. Uh, I'm going to flip a coin here. Kyle, how about you go first? Alright. Um, so, overall, I had a really great time with this game until my second run through the Palace of the Dead. Um, it's a good time. Like, I love strategy RPGs. Uh, as I said, I've played a shit ton of Final Fantasy Tactics, like, more than a lot of people can imagine. I know a few of the equations for damage in my head, actually. Um, it's bad. Don't do that. Um, but, like, it's a good time. This is just too much. This game is too much to do the whole way through. I, I did get a platinum on this game. Uh, it was the first one I got since the newest Horizon game. And overall, the platinum wasn't that bad, considering all the other stuff that's in the game that I didn't do. Um, so if you go to the progress screen, you can try to get 100% on it. To get 100% on that, you have to have every two-sentence speech in every battle with certain characters alive, dead, in different progress points. It's a whole heck of a lot. Um, so it's good, but if you're trying to 100% this game, I, I kind of just like leave it for the most part. Um, story, like we mentioned before, it, it's decent enough. Uh, in 95, I'm sure it was groundbreaking. Today, it's kind of passe, whatever. Um, but it's enjoyable. Um, really, I think a lot of people will get a good time out of this if you're just looking to play a strategy tactics RPG, um, especially one that's a little more old school, or if you even want to think it is kind of like one of the godfathers of that genre, like, get onto this. Um, you can do stuff, like, you can do self-imposed limit challenges if you want, um, you can make characters with 999 for every stat if you want, you can farm for, like, hundreds and hundreds of different unique items and upgrades that you can merge with them, you'll get a ton out of it if you're really deep like that, um, if you're not someone who's super deep into strategy tactics RPGs, I'd probably say maybe pump the brakes on this one. Um, my overall score, I'm going to give this one a three and a half out of five. I did have a really good time. Like I said, I put 184 hours in and I got the platinum. So I, I suppose I did enjoy it. <laughs> Fair. Kevin, how about you? Just because you get the platinum doesn't mean you enjoy the game. This means you like trophies. <laughs> I don't usually get platinums, though. Okay. I think uh, I've got 14, maybe. But for me, uh, going into this game, I knew... I didn't know how long it, how long it really was. I mean, I read it was long, but, you know, that's yeah. subjective, you know? People say some games are long where I think they're, like, not too ter terrible, but, yeah... To get the platinum in this game, which we'll talk about trophies in the next section, but um, it is a long game. Uh, if I would just to grade the main, the main, like if you just ran through this one time, um, I'll, if I would grade on that kind of curve, yeah, it's fine. It's if you don't like tactics games and you want to see what how the genesis of Final Fantasy Tactics and you know the you know the 
the one that came before it type thing because you you really like Final Fantasy Tech. Like, yeah, it's worth. Uh, I would say it's like if there was still rentals, it's worth a rental type thing, you know. Um, but it's if you're not really into tactics games, it becomes a slog after a while, and it's not uh, enjoyable. Like, you can probably push through the main game once uh, and be fine, but I don't think you would enjoy it the whole way through because it gets... At, towards the end of the game, it's like, I just want to be done with it. Um, but that's coming from me. I personally am not a fan of this type of uh, strategy RPG. I mean, I really, I, I like Final Fantasy Tactics, but this isn't... Like, the pre-Final Fantasy Tactics where there's a lot more things that um, aren't as streamlined and as fun. <laughs> Um, so I came into it knowing that, so I wasn't, my expectations weren't like super high or whatever, but, um, it's for someone that doesn't like, uh, strategy RPGs, I could see someone enjoying a little bit of this and then move, you know, like I, like I said, borrow it or rent it, whatever, play it to say you played it. But unless you're really into these types of games, you're not probably going to enjoy it a whole bunch. Because, uh, like, the story is kind of meh. Um, so, to me, it's a uh, 2.5. Okay. Uh, so, my overall experience is not quite as jaded as your guys's because I haven't played as much. <laughs> <laughs> so, I also took, I also took a like, good amount of breaks. Like, I would play for, like, five or six hours at one day and then be like, all right, I need to go fucking grind trophies on a different fucking game and the disparity between like playing this game and actually having fun playing a game versus like uh sitting in a lobby and shooting a dude over and over again like ten thousand times for uh, like 10 hours a day or some bullshit like that uh it it made this game like i guess stand out more for me because i was actually doing something engaging uh and while i didn't uh, complete like the entire game of Platit yet. Uh, I do have aspirations to get 100% in the game, and that's probably going to be something I do like uh, put a couple hours a week into this game for a couple months and just kind of slowly get to that point. Uh, and I feel that might be like the saner way to play this type of game, just because there's like as I said before, it's like it feels like you're slogging through mud sometimes. And giving yourself that kind of, uh, I guess, breathing room uh, to let the game, like, I guess, I don't know, I don't want to say, like, suffocate you for, like, a couple hours, and then you can go get, like, some release from that with something else, and then come back to it. Uh, Might be the best way to do it, unless you're, like, a super hardcore uh, grinder kind of person who really just loves doing the same shit over and over again, just in a different way if that makes sense. Uh, because, the, like, as we said before, the gameplay just starts, uh, like, getting samey and grindy uh, near the end, even though you have more options. Uh, your options become, you kind of, you can become pigeonholed into doing the same thing every map. Uh, but there is a freedom to kind of, like, change up your playstyle, change up your builds, change up your characters, do something different if that's what you want to do to kind of, I guess, breathe life back into the experience. It may not be the optimal thing all the time, and it definitely won't be the optimal thing if you're trying to do, like, no incapacitations, which I probably don't recommend anybody try. 
Um, but that being said, uh, there are ways. To, I guess you can also, I guess, craft your own difficulty in this game because there is like, uh, like an exploit you can do to get infinite money uh, and kind of alleviate some of that burden uh, by having just access to all the gear you want or all the healing items you might want. Um, as the as they've said, you can uh, use shamans and just like summon and destroy everything if you want to. You can use li liches and do the same thing. Like have all the magic you could need instead of uh, like just dealing with melee units and stuff. There's different there's different uh, routes and tactics you can take in the combat to make things either easier or more difficult. So I do appreciate that. Um, and overall, so far, as, as I've not been completely burnt out yet, I'm going to give it a 4 out of 5. Uh, that may change later, but that's where I currently stand. Uh, anything uh, else want to want to say about that, or moving on? Uh, no, I think that's the experience. I mean, I think it's definitely, there's some hardcore gamers that love this shit. But I think it's a small fraction of like the people actually do play it. I mean, I mean, just looking through the reviews, there's a lot of like I say, like the people that review like RPGs are like really hardcore. So that's a lot of high reviews. But I think generally, like if unless you're really into this, you I think it's gonna be hard to get through. Because even you let that love it say it's a slog, you know. Like, yeah, lovingly you lovingly say it's a slog, and like that's definitely there's so many games to choose from. Like it'd be hard to play this game. You know what I mean? So yeah, and like normally strategy RPGs are a slog, but tactics games like tactics over games are especially being a slog of the strategy RPGs. Oh yeah, like Ogre Battle sixty four. You can definitely spend three hundred hours hour yeah. for a match, <laughs> like map. Yep. Well, yeah. Whenever you pick that one, um, I might not. Since there's no trophies attached to that one, I might not. not unless they remake it. <laughs> well, yeah. well, it's a Nintendo IP, so yeah. probably yeah. wouldn't. So unless uh, that gets, um, I'll be good just to play through the basics and be done. So. <laughs> so problem with that is the basics is the game, entirely. There's yeah. no. There's no, like, branching. Well, there's some branching paths, but it's mostly, like, oh, do you want to take this route through the mountains? Do you want to take this route through, like, the, the plains or whatever? And you just get different fights. But the story is one yeah. thread. Uh, again, the endings change depending on your chaos frame. But that's a different beast entirely because that's involved with liberating or capturing towns mainly. And then that also influences, like, who you can recruit and stuff like that. So it's a lot more... Uh, Wild. <laughs> yeah, it's you have to kind of know things, the systems a bit better. But thankfully, there is a yeah. duplication glitch that you can do to just kind of cheese your way through the game if that's what you want to do. Yes, make sir. things that as hard. So yeah, imagine the game you just played, except each of your twelve units is an army of four to five individuals. Okay. There you go. Also, <laughs> the combat's automated in a way, so you don't yeah. have to actually uh, like think too much. You just—it's one of those like. Uh, you, you put dudes on the map, and then you move them to where you want them to go, and if they encounter a they fight, walk. You're, however you preset them before, uh, like you put, you put them on the field, is how they're going to interact in the in the fight. So as long as you, you put your units in a good position, they should be fine. 
but if you get like uh, attacked from the side or you get attacked from the back, your squad's positioning changes, so they may not be in optimal positioning anymore. But you can do that with some characters. They'll, they'll have they'll, like a good attack in the front row or the back row, so if you put them there, they may be fine. If they get attacked from the back, they won't be as effective as you may want them to be. So and, if you uh, can imagine a game that's longer and slower moving than this, it does exist. Yes. <laughs> it is more fun, though, in my opinion. Absolutely. 100%. Okay. But that leads us into replayability slash extra content slash trophies. Uh, fuck. Who hasn't gone first twice yet? I don't know. You? Kevin? Uh, me? Okay. <laughs> well, I did, uh, I did story and I think uh, one other thing. I mean, I go first. I'm yeah, that's fine. I'll go. Uh, I think this does. This game obviously has a lot of replayability. There's three different paths you can take. Uh, and there's a shit ton of post-game content. Um, this is where I get to bitch about the trophies. Uh, fuck no level cap. This bullshit. Like... I get it if you want to put that like on the first run of the game, but um, I don't know. I don't, I don't like like arbitrarily hard just to be hard type shit. Like, just let me play it how I want to play it after you put me through what you want me to put me through. But that's like a personal thing. It's not that big a deal. Like, but there's a lot of stuff here to to play. Now, maybe the story's not deep, but the game is. So I think there's a lot you get yeah you definitely get the bang for your buck uh for this game. Um there's a lot to do and lot, I mean you could buy it for someone like if you're a kid and you only have one game to pick, you'd pick this game because you could play it for months, you know, and not not even do everything. So uh to me, yeah, I think it's a 4 out of 5 for replayability extra content. Um trophies are hard. I mean it's a it's a hard trophy hard plat uh like it's gonna be 150 hours probably and that's if you're just like rushing through and skipping things so it might be more like 180 hours to get the plat so you want if before you start this game you want want to be really committed to getting it um and not either it's gonna take you a a year or you're gonna commit like i did two months to it (laughs) and just power through it so nick what do you got? Okay. Uh, I think this game possibly has the most replayability and extra content of any game we've played for the show. Uh, the trophies itself are not... I would, I would not say they're difficult. I would say they're time-consuming yeah, uh, because sure. most of them come from just playing the game on all the routes. Yeah. Uh, there's some extra stuff you have to do with some of the like extra content, but you don't have to... At no point do you have to 100% the game, which is pretty nice. Uh, I haven't done it yet, uh, so I can't really say how difficult that process would be, but I would imagine your first playthrough is the hardest playthrough, uh, and then the rest of it is just having to grind through stuff. Uh, Like you said, you've proven that you can beat already, so it's not like a a challenge anymore. It's more of a a test of willpower. Yeah. Um, The... Uh, the fact that you can like replay the game and use a different strategy with all your different characters, and like these, like you can go for challenge runs if you want to, um, uh, add a lot to the replayability. 
uh, because, uh, like, for better or worse, the story, as we said before, is not the main uh, part of this game. It's the gameplay, and there's gameplay in spades. Uh, also, for better or worse, uh, which I think we said is for worse, but there's a lot of it. There's a lot of gameplay. You can do lots of different things on different maps. Um, and as regard to extra content, they added the Coda stuff, which I think may have been in the PSP version. I can't remember. Uh, which is just like epilogue content. Uh, you have the Path of the Dead, which you go through. You have San Bronza, uh, all the different dungeons, Farampa, the Pirate's Graveyard. Uh, all that is mostly ex uh, optional. And so if you want to add more time to the game, you can do all that stuff. Uh, you don't have to if you don't want to. Uh, and just because there's so much uh, extra shit to do, uh, I don't think the trophies are too, like, require too much from you and i feel like you can replay this as many times as you'd like to i can give it a five out of five kyle all right nice Let's don't see, see how much uh, you hate this shit. too many fives no um honestly like i don't hate this game that's i you know that was my overall like i said 3.5 out of 5 overall above average but for replayability like I have such a tough time with replayability because I it's a hard vote for like how much is there and how much do you want to do it. But for this one it's easy enough to say it it has both. Um so I beat the game in about 50 hours. Uh, I played the game for about 187. I honestly probably had more than that, but there was a good amount of time where the controller was just down and I was napping or like doing some other crap honestly. Um but I got the plat for it. Um I think there's a lot to replay if you get through it and you like strategy RPGs and you like completionism, you're going to do the other two stories. If you do the other two stories, you're going to do Coda 1, you're going to do Coda 2, you're going to run through the palace twice, probably going to do 3. That's where I ended up. And um, as Nick said before, 2, it's not a tough plat, it's just a time-consuming plat. Because just doing those basic things gets you the whole thing, honestly. Um, the only things I didn't do, I maybe did two fights at San Bronza, and I didn't even screw with the Heavenly Forks or the Heavenly Generals or whatever they're, they are. Um, I'd imagine you can get another 50 hours of gameplay minimum out of that. If you're the kind of person who wants to farm a bunch of stat boost items, you can do that. If you want to trade every monster, you can do that. Like, There's so, so much to do here. Um... But for me personally, I don't, after all that I did in it, I don't know if I need to go back and play it a second time, because I did so much of it the first time. Um, so that's why I can't give it a perfect score. I'm going to give it a 4 out of 5 here. There's a ton of it to do. It's worth doing. But after you do it all, there's not much to come back to. I would also say uh, it's, again, a product of its time kind of thing. Like, mm -hmm. there weren't as many games out in even 2010 as there are now. So it's packing a lot of content into what it has. Uh, whereas, like, nowadays, I feel like most people would prefer a 20-hour story game, maybe 30, uh, with a decent amount of content in it. And that way, you, you have the experience, you're done, you move on to the next of the 20 fucking games that released that month that you might be interested in or whatever. And this one, it's like, I... we're we're asking for 300 plus hours of your time if you want to do everything. And for a lot of people, that's a hard pill to swallow. Very true. Yeah, because it's not that rewarding. <laughs> like, it'd be different if it was like a lot of cool shit, but I mean, 
it's just more like if you like the battling that's where it, that's where it is for you and that's like what most people like if you like this game so for the most people that play this game they're gonna love it but um yeah if you if it's not your t- cup of tea you're not gonna make it that far anyway so yeah fair enough mm-hmm. Alrighty, so our last musical break is going to be presented by kyle Yes, mine. Uh, music break number four. So I chose Island Atlas. Um, again, we've talked about this a couple of times. They use the music from the other uh, Tactics Ogre games. This is one. This one is from '64. Persons of Lordly Caliber is the world theme map. If you played any of the Tactics Ogre games, you're probably super familiar with it. So enjoy. So that about wraps it up for this episode of the RPG show. Um, Kevin, tell us about the next game we're playing. 
we were playing Trails into Azure. Uh, the last, well, it's the second Crossbell game. I would say the the new one that's coming out is probably like puts a bow on both Crossbell and uh, Erebonia uh, arcs. There's like the ones coming out this like in a couple months. Um, but this is the last like main Crossbell game. Um, and I started it the other day and it's very enjoyable. It's my favorite type of game. Uh, so I'm excited to play that. I don't know. How are you guys feeling on Trails? Like what were you guys at on that? Like are you guys liking it or is it kind of just meh for you guys? I'm really enjoying it, honestly. Um, spoilers, I'm already through it. So uh, so I had a good time. Yeah. Uh, for me, I'm kind of mad about it. Okay. Um, I'm not as into, like, the personal lives of every single NPC as you are. Yeah. Like, I understand, like, it's, uh, it's cool, like, I guess creating immersion in the world or whatever. But I, in general... Uh, with like narratives prefer to have an engrossing narrative over uh, like a lot of people that have uh, like or, like a lot of NPCs that are like living a life I guess uh, but it is a lot different uh, it's like it's pretty unique because I can't recall any other RPG series or any game series in general I guess where the character that all the NPCs live are like living their lives as you're going through the plot which is it's pretty neat. It's just not really something I'm all about. Uh, but in general, uh, the games themselves are fun to play. Uh, and that's like talking to the NPCs is completely optional. You don't have to do that shit if you want to. Uh, I just know that's like a big selling point for you. So that's why I brought it up. I think, uh, I don't know if it's like a big selling point, but I think it's one of those unique things that like when that happened and like I noticed it, I was like, wait, they changed what they said between like this plot point and this plot point and they are like, commenting on it it's not like just your generic hey go here for this treasure type you know like the hints they usually give you in towns it's like hey i can't believe that uh monster you know ran into the building and you know this person got hurt and blah you know they're like commenting on what happened so it's like yeah like you said it adds to immersion and it adds to the overall you know makes the world feel alive it's not just like you're playing through a story it's like you're in the story i guess like you said immersion so uh, that's what i love about them it's like i could be playing it and like hours will just melt by and I'm like holy shit it's like 3 a.m you know and that's that's what i love about it because it's not just like good story it's the battle battle system's fun and like but the battle system is not like super complex you can put some time into setting up your your how you do battle and you can kind of make it unique how you want and there's like you know uh, things you can do to make it easier or harder but uh i just if you want to buzz through it you can or if you want to take your time you can so i I like that about it too um but and there's a lot of like things to do in between like you know you're not just doing dungeon story dungeon story it's like oh there's like intermissions and there's like story beats and you can do all these little side quests, and if you do the side quests, they tie, you know everything ties together pretty pretty nicely. And usually, the first game is a setup for the the second game, where there's like, hey, this is like, hey, we're setting up your 
you know, they set, start you off slow. It's like, hey, here's your group. Oh, here's another person that helps you out sometimes. And here's another person. And then, then they become part of the group. And it's like, it's not like, hey, here's a plot dump and this is everything. It's like, nope, you're this kid. You start here and you, you grow with the story. And it's not like everything's already happened type thing. So, yeah, yeah, that's why I like it. <laughs> All right. I do say, a, like, a plus for me, though, is that the worlds feel very organic. It's not, like, weird. Like, when you go to a dungeon, it's not like I said before, like, oh, fucking fire shrine. There's this lava fucking volcano in the middle of nowhere for some reason. And that's just here because we needed a fire area. Uh, there's no... When there is, like, a weird area like that, like, in, so, for Zero, like, you had those weird towers that were, like, uh, like old tech tech or whatever like related to like some demon shit whatever the fuck however the hell the plot works with that but yeah uh there are like the extra elements are in play there so that changes the gameplay it's not just a like an aesthetic change it's an actual meaningful gameplay change so it modifies what you've been expecting up to that point which is for me uh great uh like i and it's not like it, it overstays its welcome or, not, or anything like that like you get the was it like a time space and mirage like elements that influence yeah. like stuff in the battle and then you're out of that zone and it's gone again so it keeps it fresh when it pops up again when you're in another zone like that uh so that's pretty cool <laughs> and, and there's like different side stuff like you can do all the cooking stuff or you can do the beastry or whatever you know all the mini games or you can buy the stuff for your room and decorate your, you know, there's different things you can do to break up the game. So it's not like story beat battle, story beat battle, story beat battle. It's not like that same formula. It's just like, it's at your leisure. You can do how you want. I, yeah. I love that. So yeah. Well, uh, should be a good time. Hopefully you remember more about the game since it's going to be to one another two months since you've finished it, Kyle. I finished it the day before Zelda came out. Oh, yeah. Okay, I have no idea when that was, but I'm sure many people do. <laughs> uh, well, have you? We talked about it at the start of the show, but have you decided on a game? Do you need more time to think about what you want to pick? Or uh, no, so I got it. Was back and forth for a little bit, but now that it's out, uh, I'm gonna pick Final Fantasy 16. We have to do it. It's going to be great. Um, Don't jinx it. It'll be a good episode. That's what I'm going to say. It's going to be a good episode, good time. It's been a while. Um, I know 10 was on board. I know a lot of people wanted to do uh, Star Ocean, but that one we're going to have to wait for, I think, until the new one comes out. Oh, for sure. So, so yeah, that was really it. I was going to do Star Ocean 2, but then once I saw the release, like, has to be. No questions. So, Final Fantasy 16, we'll get to it. Sounds good to me. Uh, the other thing is, like, Ioden Chronicles still isn't out yet, so I'm kind of worried about that one. So it might not be till next year now. Probably not. Yeah, yeah. true. And that means no Switch oh. in 1 and 2 until next year, because <laughs> they're going to come out at the same time. You know yeah. we're going to fuck with that. Yes, what kind of is good for? Yep. <laughs> Little bastards. Uh, Alright, so... Uh, I guess we'll close the show out now. We have a Discord. Uh, we haven't had any new blood in a while, so uh, feel free to come and join if you'd like to talk with us or talk to the other P 
people in there. Uh, just try to ignore Travis if you want to. Everybody else usually does. Uh, I think we have the link in the show description or show notes or whatever the fuck it is. So go ahead and click on that. Uh, we do have an email. Um, and by the way, speaking of, you can email us at rpgshow.podcast at gmail.com or check us out on Facebook. But this email is from our uh, longtime fan of the show, Doug Kent. Oh, Doug. Right. Um, also known as uh, Travis's rival, I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, he sent this seven days ago. Uh, he may not have listened to the newer episodes because he mentions Travis again. Uh, and I guess he's not familiar with Kyle yet, but maybe that'll change. Uh, he says, hey, kids, just checking in to say I'm not dead yet. I'm still listening. Just forget to write in sometimes. I don't know what to talk about, but I thought it'd be fun to guess what you guys look like. I imagine Nick as being really nerdy and skinny with a bowl cut and glasses. <laughs> He probably wears clothes his mom got him. Uh, thank you for the surprisingly accurate assessment, Doug. Appreciate it. Uh, Kevin is probably heavyset and balding, and he smokes cigars. I do. Smoke I'd like cigars. to say you do. Sometimes, yeah. Okay, okay. At least a, one out of three ain't bad, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he also says I'd probably say he's a huge sports fan. Uh-huh. Either baseball or hockey. Baseball. So, all right, all right. Pretty good, Doug. Pretty good. I'm not more uh, bold. Anyway, so. <laughs> you're not heavy set either, though. You're you're built like an ox, huh? Yeah. Sorry to ruin your doom boner there, Doug. Uh, oh well. Tra- what's Travis look like? Travis is really, really short and probably weighs like ninety pounds. <laughs> it's. <laughs> I'd say black hair and he can't grow facial hair. I'd say he likes to watch Animal Planet a little too much. Uh, unfortunately, none of that's right. But, you know, I, you're antagonizing Travis, so I understand that. Yeah. Uh, oh, he does mention Kyle. He says, finally, yeah, the, the new guy is super cool, popular, and probably wears trench coats regardless of the weather. I'm thinking he solves local crimes in his spare time. Uh, LOL, I'm guessing I'm probably way off, but what I imagine you guys sound like. Sorry if it's harsh. I'm a fat, bald guy myself, so do what you will with that. Hey, well, I need to invest in more trench coats. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate it, Doug. <laughs> yeah, I like how only Kyle gets the good uh, reviews, but you know, whatever it is, what it is. It's the honeymoon phase, I'm new, that's all. Yeah. Could be, could be. <laughs> Uh, well, Doug, thanks for, as always for writing in. Uh, I don't mind that you're a fat bald guy. I know you're a trucker, so that already takes a toll on you. So, I do appreciate you writing in, though. We're all fat and bald on the inside. I don't know about you. Oh shit! Are we gonna do what questions this time from the uh, Discord? Oh, yeah. Were there questions? I, you I, asked, didn't you? Yeah. No, Kevin did. Somebody asked. Let's see here. Let's see here. Oh, there it is. There's only a couple. Uh. Questions, questions, questions. Uh, so Kevin asked if anybody had questions. Uh, Mr. Strange asks, is it like Fire Emblem where points for upgrading are limited? I'm assuming what he's talking about is stats from leveling up. Sure, uh, I would imagine. So Kevin, you said something. Do you, do you want me to read it or do you want to read it? Or... Uh, I just said it's not, it's not 
uh, stats, it's level capped, and your stats are automatic, so it's not like Fire Emblem like that. Yeah. Okay. Well, he replied and said, it doesn't sound too bad. That's what keeps me from playing Fire Emblem other than he sucks at tactics games. And I would say, uh, like, tactics games don't don't go for it yet. Just... Yeah. yeah. Uh, Evil Croker says, what hour mark did you want to shoot yourself? <laughs> You said one. <laughs> I did. I said one hour. I was like, oh, fuck me. I was, I was at 107 at least. I made it a bit further, but I respect the one. Yeah. I was like, uh, well... I was like oh, yep, this is what this is going to be like for the, my next two months of my life. Cool. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. You know, it's part, uh, it's part of the, it's part of uh, having a podcast like this. Ooh, here, yeah. here you go. This or uh, Trails of Zellal. Eternity Souls. What? Uh, this. Oh. This. This. Okay. Like, this is at least interesting where uh, Zoal was like, I don't know. It was bad. Super generic. Yeah, super yeah. generic. This is like, uh, I can. They had good voice acting and music. Like, the other one did not have that as well, so. Yeah, it didn't have much going for it. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome for that one too. <laughs> yeah, Nick likes to like. Nick likes to uh, set up. Track flaming... record is just spectacular. Nick likes to take a flaming turd and ring my doorbell <laughs> and run away. Uh, look, I mean, you guys pick gems a lot. Somebody's got to pick the shit, and I'll take that bullet. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I. Sometimes I. Uh, it's a winner, like a turd, a diamond in the rough, or whatever. But most of the time, it's not. Yeah. Oh, speaking of the diamond in the rough, what's that one that's going to go di- be dislisted uh, that we played? Natural Doctrine. Natural Doctrine, yeah, it's going dislisted. I was like, oh, we played that one. Got that one in there. So, Yeah, surprisingly, most people hate it, but I loved it, so, you know. I didn't love it, but... Maybe that's... That's like a tactics game I kind of like, whatever that kind of version is. What would you say that... What? Dude, I mean, it's still turn-based, but it's... Uh... Unique. Everyone's like a unique, like, character type thing. Yeah, like, every character has their own specific roles. Like, you can't really change it too much. Like, you can make, like, some characters long range or short range or whatever, but uh, it's super punishing. I'd say it's a hardcore hardcore tactics game uh, as yeah. opposed to, like, a, a regular one. Because yeah. <laughs> it's super, it's really punishing. <laughs> and you, it's, it, it's, but it's also, like, super rewarding when you learn the systems. Yeah. And I think we mentioned it on the, the review, but it's one of those games where it it asks a lot of you initially, but once you kind of get it, it's like, ah, okay, I know how to play this game now. And uh, then it becomes rewarding when you go to a map and you just, like, clear it in one try and, like, you just, like, obliterate everybody, even though you don't know, like, things might be coming. Like, it does those things where, like, Fire Emblem does where, like, reinforcements appear in, like, weird fucking spots and you're like, okay... Now I know how to react to that the next time I play this map kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, sure. But uh, most people fucking hate it because it's very obtuse trying to learn the systems. But once you kind of learn it, it's uh, pretty great. Um, as for the rest of the questions, there aren't any more, but Travis is like, why the hell did you play for 184 hours, uh, essentially? Uh, so spokes did the same Good thing. <laughs> Kyle's like, I mean, you can do it faster, but uh, yeah, yeah, I, I screwed up on my runs. Um, screwed up my runs a lot. Had uh, I wasted tons of hours, so I'd say like a hundred and 
135 to 150 as possible for a platinum without too much stress. Okie dokie. Well, I mean, that's pretty much it. We have a, our Amazon affiliate link that I don't think anybody uses, so whatever. Uh, <laughs> I use it sometimes. I forget. I guess I'm technically not supposed to use it, but whatever. Fuck it. We tried once, I think. Uh, you can listen. To, well, I don't know if we can say that anymore. Does Blaine still do? Is it worth it? Or is he just out of it completely? You can still listen to it. Well, I mean, I guess, yeah. You can still listen to Blaine and James on Is It Worth a Podcast. Uh, and also Kevin and Blaine on the Video Games of the Movie podcast. They may come back one day. Blaine's currently going through some personal issues. So, uh, who knows? Uh, it'd be cool to have it back. I don't mean, I don't listen, but I know it's a, a thing that you uh, like to do, Kevin. So, and I'm sure the Is It Worth the Podcast is pretty good. They have like a good amount of listeners, probably more than we have or something. But yeah. I wanted to talk about uh, the Super Mario movie, which is actually pretty good, but... Off the wait. Well, maybe next year. Yeah. I guess. What if his new, his new girlfriend's like, you can't do game and stuff? <laughs> really? I'm just I'm wondering because some people like are like that. Uh, well, that's that's just the beginning. He'll get a, He won't be like that forever. But yeah, I gotta get out of the honeymoon phase. He did say that like, um, we could we could do it without him. He doesn't care, but. You know, it might just be like when Brent got a new girlfriend. Hopefully, he doesn't take a, you know, drive to Florida too soon. That's fucked up, man. <laughs> well, Dang. hopefully, he doesn't let her drive to Florida. That's the problem, right? Blaine, don't let her drive to Florida with you. With you in the car. With you in the car. We're on worried. a two-lane bridge. We are with a yeah. semi truck coming at you. We're mildly mar- we're, we're worried about any kind of driving she's doing. <laughs> oh man no wonder why we got hate mail that one time for like women hating or whatever yeah oh well might rewind that one out and we'll see the one about <laughs> online dating probably isn't the uh, best representation of the show no it's an awkward it's, one we'll it's, uh, it's, it's, yeah. an it's an emotional podcast uh, it has nothing to do with video games <laughs> Speaking of the old ones, though, still think we should do a trivia or something like that one of these days or a list episode. That'd be fun. There's a, there is a Blaine did a um, he's actually sent it to me in a DM, um, uh, like a Jeopardy board thing. So it's, there's one set for anybody that wants to do it. So I don't know this might be like an appeal to the listeners if anybody wants to be on the show. Like we used to do this, I think uh, we had Anderson and I think maybe Josh Watson, or I know we definitely had mentally on doing something like that too. So I did one, um, I think. You didn't want to, yeah. There's definitely been a couple of people who listen to the show. We've had them on doing these like trivia episodes and stuff. So also, we did there's... a Miss RPG show. <laughs> well, we don't talk about that. Yeah, that that's like <laughs> if we ever uh, want to run for office, we're gonna have to like scrub that from the internet because that is very problematic. I I own that stuff. I don't care. Oh, I <laughs> I own it, but it's just like yeah, yeah, that's like cancel. That's before canceling, and we would be canceled now. <laughs> <laughs> I would invite anybody who wants to cancel me, cancel me. I don't care. I have no issues being called out for anything I've said in the past. I really don't give a fuck. I'll say it again. I'll say it to your face. We did talk about getting Most... sucked off by, like, koi fish on that one. There... I know, and I posted a, a gif on the forums that we don't have anymore. So, you know. But, you know, whatever. Anything, 
anything is up for conversation within reason like obviously we can't talk about like uh, pedophilia or yeah like uh like mass murder and shit like that not because i have a problem with talking about it uh i mean i don't support anything like that it's just also really disgusting and i almost feel like if we had somebody on the show who was like openly talking about that it, like stuff in support that would probably be a sign that we need to rethink our lives yeah. because we've fallen so far uh, down that we, for some reason, thought good content was having somebody talk about that stuff on the show. Uh, and yeah. be like, uh, this, is, this, is a, this isn't the Joe Rogan show, so we're going to have to do something else. Right. Super hard pass. We're going to stick to video yeah. games. We're going to stick to video yeah. games. That's why, like, we'll set it out the last five minutes of this, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just think that, like, I just like sticking to the video game stuff and all the other added stuff. Like, we can... You know, if we want to, we can, but it, this, that's fair. I mean, I think most of us, like, at least for me, like, I tuned in for the games. Like, I want to listen to it uh, before I was on it, like, what you guys said about the games and what if my opinion matched or didn't match. And then I can get on the forums and go, hey, I disagreed or I did agreed. And because, like, for me in real life, there's no one I could talk to about this. Like, in my, like, in, physically, I can touch someone. No one I know plays RPGs, so this is my outlet, and that's why I like doing this. Weird way to phrase that. Uh, I mean, even when I had people in person I talked to about games, I definitely didn't reach out and touch them. But you know, teach their own, Kevin. Teach their own. Shake hands or hug? <laughs> no, hell no. Well, I don't talk. I don't touch people. What is it? They got germs and shit. That's how you get build immunities. I also have immunity in my house. No, away you know. from everybody. There's no germs here. Yeah, just the germs I know. Yeah, true. No, but uh, no, definitely like like Brent would hug and shake hands. That was kind of weird to me. <laughs> I guess it's childhood trauma, but we don't have to get into that here. Okay. Uh, I think, but though, like the fun episodes, like Kyle's talking about, were mainly because uh, Brent wanted to fill time yeah. between the episodes we recorded. So I'm totally down with doing one every once in a while. If everybody else is up to it. If you're not into it, Kevin, we don't have to include you. Well, I guess we technically have to because you do all the recording, but <laughs> the uh, you don't is... have to be involved, I guess, if you want to be. <laughs> the problem is... Leave your stuff. We'll figure it out. The like, shit. Is all of us getting together at the same time because, like, mm-hmm. it's getting... Like, Thursday nights is, the like, the best time to do it. And uh, I can do that, like, once every other week or every third week or something like yeah. that. So... Well, good news. Uh, in the wintertime, it's different. The week- on the wintertime, it's a little easier because on the weekends, I'm home. But in the summer, I'm at the lake, so and there's no internet down there, and yeah, it's it's at the it's in a trailer, and there's no way to record, so that's the problem. Well, I'll have a little bit more open availability after through I guess after August starts because I'll finish my classes. So I won't have Thursday classes anymore, so that won't interfere with stuff too much. So that'll open that back up. Cool. But uh, probably wrap this one up though, huh? Yeah, as I say, if you guys are still <laughs> listening, thanks for fucking sticking around through all this random bullshit at the end. Uh, and until next time, bye everybody. Bye everyone. Bye now. <laughs>